Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. What is Gucci Manucci's? Welcome to the Half Court Podcast. My name is Darwin. We got AV behind the camera. And today we got a very special guest. We got Jadira from Vintage Latina. Hey. Welcome to the podcast. Hey. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm yes. so excited. And, man, I'm uh, at ease now. I came in a little tense. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on. But I am so grateful to be here. I'm a big fan of this, of this whole show, the podcast, the people you guys had. I'm learning a little bit. Thank you. Out of all the people you guys have, I totally dig this movement. I'm 100% going to support you guys Thank behind you. this movement. Thank you. It's super dope. I love we, it. We've seen it. We've seen it. And, uh, you know, it was at that time to have you in the podcast and, uh, you know, especially what you got going on with the Vintage Latina. But can you kind of explain to the people what they what you got going on with this whole movement? Sure. So Vintage Latina popped in my little crazy brain about three years ago. I was working in 9 to 5 for a trucking company. And um, I started there. One of my friends got me in. Shout out to Isela because that's my girl. She got me in there, and I went with the intention that I was going to learn something to take with me because I knew that I wasn't going to be there for long. I've had, you know, a lot of jobs in my life, and I've always programmed my brain to adapt what, I, what, I was, what my job was mm-hmm. and then take it with me, and that's what happened. I was at a 9-to-5 working at a trucking company, and they had several positions, so I started at the mm-hmm. bottom, at the bottom of the bottom. So you started doing what for them? Uh, I was doing sales. Sales? Yeah. So basically, a trucking company wanted someone to, uh, so they would do all, all these deliveries, let's say. And so the company would basically um, advance them their pay. So they would turn in all their paperwork, and then this company would pay them uh, in advance. That way, because... Being a trucker's expensive. The mm-hmm. maintenance on the trucks and all that stuff. So you have to have money, like, you know, on the side always, emergency money. So that's what the company basically did is that would pay them in advance, um, like bookkeeping kind of mm-hmm. for, for the truckers. And so from there, within 30 days, within, I would say like two, three months, I moved to the next position. And, of course, when you work with people, you kind of, like, build relationships with them. Mm-hmm. And then... Two, three months again, I moved to another position and another one. And my friend's like, girl, are you not going to stop? I'm like, no, I'm not not planning to be here for a long time. And she's like, man, you're crazy. But I would go into the interview confident mentally, and I would claim, like, I'm getting this job. Because in life. And this is within the company. Within that same company, yeah. So long story short, I was with that company, and um, I kept moving positions, and I kept absorbing every every department Mm -hmm. because – we were starting a trucking company. We were already in the mix. Me, uh, my husband started a, a trucking company, and I wanted to learn it all. So I wouldn't have to spend so much money paying someone to do what I could learn. Like, our brain is, it, it adapts to anything that we put, you know, our mind to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I know I can do this. And so I would pick up, you know, at, at, in every department. You would learn something. Is that, yeah. is that a mindset that you've always had? I, I had it. I've always, I, I, I can say yes or no. I did have it, and then I would make myself like, okay, no, you're not confident. Back in the day. You so know? a little bit of self-doubt would kind of yes, come in. Yes, and, and that's the, that was the biggest thing that I hated about myself. And, you know, 
thank God to my daddy. My dad, you know, he got deported 20 years ago. He is the most positive dude ever. And he would always tell me, Maha, you can do this. Like, don't give up. Like, your daddy yeah. didn't raise, you know, no weak girl. Like, you know, tu puedes, eres chingona. My dad would mm-hmm. always tell me. So I'm like, I'd ha- it's almost like I had to hear that consistently so I can, you know, push myself really? back then. Now it's just a habit. Now it's just a habit for me to say, um, you know, you can do this. Instead and, of him telling you, not you. Yes. But then again, like you had to hear it consistently. So I think that's another good. I think that's what my dad always tells me. Like, you think that I just tell you things over and over and over. But like, there's going to be a day where I'm not here. It's gonna, yes. You're going to You're not going to hear it no more. So. Yes. Yeah. I want to engrave that shit in your yes. head. Yes. And, and uh, tell me not. When you guys are out and about that you're doing something that you know you're not supposed to be doing. You know damn well. You hear your mom or your dad's voice yeah. in the back of your head. Your conscious back there is telling you like, damn, I heard my mom's voice or my dad's mm-hmm. voice and and i think that that was very something that i had to work on myself for a long time because um it, it's hard to do a lot of people are weak-minded and you can't do that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so so to jump back into the story so i you know worked there and then there was a, a last position and this was the most important position because it was where you would get, you know, all your permits and, you know, all that stuff and um, the expensive side. I was like, man, I want to learn this side. At the company, I want to learn how to file for all these permits and do all that. So when it comes for my for our trucking company to grow, I don't want to pay someone because it gets expensive. Yeah. So cool. I was there maybe 30 days and, and uh, I worked for, you know, with probably like four or five girls. Of course, we all know girls are catty. So anyway... Um, sitting there, whatever, me chilling, listening to my music and doing my work. And I would always go in with a good spirit because I would always set my mood. If you were in a bad mood, that's your business. But don't bring that over here to me. I yeah. had my own little cubicle. I love that. Energy's key. Yes. You know? And to me, I would come in, my little cafecito, and I would sit there, put my music on. And, we, you know, we were allowed to have music. So, you know, I'd get my job done. And I was, uh, I was being trained to learn a certain program that I, was, I wasn't adapting it as quickly as I normally do. So long story short, uh, the girl that I was working with, whatever, was you know, pretty upset. Um, maybe she felt like I didn't adapt quick. And, and I was cool because she was a younger girl than me. And so I was offered something that I wasn't going to accept from someone else, like a manager, that I didn't want to accept because I was not going to be there. I didn't want to say yes to a position that I knew I wasn't going to be there. You wasn't going to give it your all. And right. So I think that that word got around and, you know, intimidation is an ugly disease. Not intimidation, but hate. And so I feel like she was low-key being a hater or, you know, intimidated. But little did she know, if she would have communicated, you know, with me, I would have told her, like, girl, don't trip. Like, I, I don't want it. I don't want, I don't want that. I'm not going to be here for long. So that day, I guess she ended up, you know, telling the manager something that um, I was on my phone. And I was like, I was on my phone. I was listening to music. I got to set my mood before I work. Everybody knew that. You come on my my cubicle, I had music going. So I was looking for my music, hit my playlist. Well, instead of her sending the message to the manager, she accidentally sent it to me. (laughs) And in that moment, my hood came out my hood side you're, yeah you're savage the, yeah the, the you know and so but at the same time i'm just like 
This uh, is your key, girl. Like, this is it. Like, you call it quits right here. Like, you you literally, the day that I was going to be done with this, just learning that that um, permitting part, that happened. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is my key. It was a sign. It was a sign. So the girl was, like, de- like super scared. Like, she thought, like, I was going to put hands on her and stuff like that because she knew she, me. She thought you were going to get the hood on yes. her. Yes. <laughs> and so I didn't. I literally just turned around and, you know, turned around and scoped her out and i was just like wow like you could have communicated like we were grown like this is what, what are we in high school you dirty little yeah <laughs> and so i'm like you know what you dear go to lunch go to lunch feed your soul feed your spirit talk to yourself out in the car come back and figure out what it is so i left she left and i just gave her space so she can rethink what she did because she could have literally came to me you know and said hey yeah. you know look you know, if you're not getting it, man, let me know or let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So I went to lunch, whatever, meditated, did my prayers. When I came back, <laughs> I spoke, you know, speaking to myself in the car, and I said, you know what? If she's there, we're going to get this clear, and, you know, bam, we're done. But if you go back in and she's not there, that's your cue. It's time for you to go. You know, me talking to myself in the mirror, you know, telling myself, so I walk in, and then um, I look at my manager. I'm like, hey, you know, where did Ogre go? And she's like, oh, my God, she's gone for the day. And then I was like, why? And she's like, she got sick. And then I'm like, damn, I would have got sick, too, if I would have sent the message to the wrong person, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> then then I, would, I just smiled, and I looked at her, and then I did everything I had to do, finish my, my work for that day, and straighten everything out. And, of course, you know, took my personal belongings. And so my manager looks at her, and she's like, you know, like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm sorry, but I'm done. She's like, no, 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 don't do this. You know, you can't. I love having you here. You're so positive. Like, we need you in this, in this, you know, in this yeah. um, department, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you guys have taught me some awesome things. i like, grateful. thankful, grateful for you guys. Each I've learned something from everyone. I said, but I'm done. So I basically did my job, dropped the mic, like they say, and I yeah. walked out. I was done. And that, I've never done that. I've never just, like, quit like cold turkey like that i've always been professional and given my time but that was it for me so i went home and and of course i was i was my emotions kicked in and i'm like damn it what did you do like this was a good company you You just quit your job yeah Yeah. like you you had insurance you had this and you had that and i sat there and i had to call my dad and i called my dad i was like dad he says still look you know what do you think and he's like were you happy and then i was like no i wasn't happy and he's like so Para que lloras? Yeah, that, that answers your question. Yeah, I'm like, and I was just like, okay, you know, wiping my tears off. And I was like, man, that, that phone call set it off. And so I'm sitting there trying to figure out, dang, how am I going to tell Daniel? Because, you know, you know, not that, not, not fear that he was going to get upset, but just I'm a very independent person that does for her. Yeah. And so I just didn't know how I was going to break it down to my other half that I just quit my job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, I think that's always a, from both sides is always a weird uh, yeah. like yeah and, and it was I'm not gonna say it was fear of oh my god he's gonna get pissed or, nah it was it was just like damn like what am I gonna do it's you know it was, change right it was a big change like, listen, you, you had to like uh, put shit together real quick yeah because I made really good money there and so anyway did you have a plan when you quit no. your job it was just like no. I'm done with this place I don't got a plan but I'm gonna figure it out right. And, and always, I've always been uh, sales savvy. I can sell anything, and it's just been because of all the years that I've worked, I've always 
you know, picked up from, you know, things yeah. or people that I've worked with. And, um, and I think sales is a very like uh, emotion driven thing. Like if the vibe is not right, I'm not buying from you. You know, that's yeah. just, you have to adjust the people's vibe and kind of, mm-hmm. do. so and I it's can see your how approach. you're good at it. It's your approach. That, if you're selling mm-hmm. something or if you're, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is, it's your approach. And, and I've, and and I've proven, you know, certain people like, look, if you do it like this, don't take my word for it. Don't take my word for it. But I'm just saying this what worked for me. It might not work for you, but it did for me. And so I got home, whatever. And then, uh, you know, Daniel comes home and, and he, I'm the kind of person that cannot hide my energy. If I'm mad, I'm mad. If I'm mm. sad, you can see it. Like I don't I cannot hide my emotions. My facial expression will let you know what's going on. And so he got home, and as soon as he walked in, and I was, you know, at the table and, you know, serving dinner, and he looked, and he's like, what's wrong? I was like, nothing. And then he's like, I know you. What's wrong? And then in my eye, you know, I started crying, and then I was like, man, I don't know how to tell you this. He goes, I was like, but I quit. And he's like, shit, about fucking time. <laughs> so I was like, I didn't think that I was going to get that response, mm-hmm. you know? And then he's like. Because you had a problem, your, like, your attitude, maybe you didn't realize it, but the, the job was maybe making you. Stress. Yeah, to where he was like, man, because sometimes I see that. I know I've been in that position where I'm so overwhelmed with work that I'm an asshole and I'm just so like some. Now that I'm more relaxed, I see it in people. Like my dad, you know, he's busy and he's on it all the time. So sometimes I'm like, dude, like chill out, chill out, man. Yeah, like you're just being an asshole. Yeah, but the thing is that we don't we don't realize that we pick up energies from work. At yeah. work, you have a, a manager, and that manager can be an asshole. Yeah. And he's being an asshole to everyone there. It's like, so by the time you get home, you're, already, you're the oh, asshole. Yeah. And you're frustrated, and you take out that anger on, your, on yeah. you know, on and everyone at home. And, and, and that was, I tend to know. leave it. I tend, like, I'm probably, like, the opposite. Like, I tend to leave it out because that, that's what I was saying in the previous podcast that uh, when I leave, get out of the two doors, and I'm, I see the world and stuff, and I'm like, all right, this is my place. This is where but I want to be. Woke. Like, free. <laughs> yeah. Most people are. I don't. Are. I, don't yeah. I don't take that energy. I leave that energy yeah. in that place. If I like had a bad done, day, you, like you've done, like self development yeah. and stuff like that. Like, like a lot of people. Have I'm like, it, I'm so. just glad to be out of there. If it was a bad day, a bad shift, I'm glad yeah. to be out of there. Let's look forward to what's, you know, what's next. What's you know, there. what's yeah. out there type. And and like you say, it's self development. That's something that I encourage my kids um, and people to do. Uh, I've done. Uh, personal development class course that I'll talk to you guys about that here in a little bit, but uh, it was so important for me to invest in that in myself because I can tell you who I am all day long, but if I go home and I'm not practicing what I'm preaching, yeah, I just wasted your time with lies. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I had to sit there and take courses for me because there was a lot of things that I knew that I needed to work on. And I would always tell, you know, my husband, like, hey, you know, what do you think? Like, if we could change me, I would always tell, he, he gets so mad because I'm always asking, if you could change me, in yeah. the, you know, in this world, like, what would you rather, what would you want to see out of me? You know, yeah. like. And that, that's a tricky question to it ask. It is, I've because asked he's like, uh, if I say this, she's going to get mad. If I say that, I'm like, and no. you can't be, take it back. No. And I'm like, no, bluntly, like, tell me. Like, I've learned to accept uh, what constructive criticism? Very mm-hmm. well. Now, before, oh no, you would get heated. Oh yeah, Take I would it too get personal. very. I'm like, damn. Like, who the that's fuck are you to tell me about myself? Yes, 
that was the attitude I had back in the day. And now it's kind of like, no, tell me, what am I doing wrong? Like, if you see I can do something better when I'm doing my pop-ups, tell me. Like, I want to know. Like, I, mm-hmm. I embrace that, like, yeah. with all open arms. And uh, But because of my personal development that I've taken in the past, and I've taken several, and I think that's what's molded me to be what I am now. I forgot who said it, but they were like, sometimes your haters are actually more beneficial than the people on your side because they tell you the shit that they don't like. So mm-hmm. maybe that'll help you become better, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, that's that's some big facts right there. Yes, yeah. most definitely. So so I quit, whatever, and then I just, uh, I, I did a lot of meditating. I did a lot of praying, and I just sat there, and I'm just like, Yadira, I know you could do this. Like, you're you're a guerrera. You know, your dad and your mom taught you to be a, uh, your dad taught you how to be a hustler. And I've always, uh, I was raised around adults mm-hmm. a lot. Like, my dad always had my tios and my tias, and they all had their own business. So I was like, I know I can do this. And so every time I would go out, People would be like, oh, man, your, your hat's so... I've had this hat for probably six years. And they would be like, man, that, I love your hat. Or I have a bag, and man, I love your bag. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start... I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to start selling stuff I love. I'm going to start... And I couldn't come up with the name. And, I, and you know, for a little bit, it, it, I struggled for a little bit. And then I thought, man, I have an old soul. I was raised by my grandfather and my mom's dad. Both, both of my grandparents, uh, I was around them a lot. I was blessed to have, have those relationships with my grandparents. And, um, and I had an old soul. I still, you know, I have an old soul. And I was like, you know what? Vintage. That's the first word that came to mind. Vintage. Like, you'll always see me at, like, the, the vintage markets that they have here in the city. I love restoring. Like, I haven't done it in a minute. But I would like, I always like to restore things. I would get things that were old and ugly. And then I would fix them and then sand them or do something to create something else. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had the eye for it. So I was like, man, that's me. Like, that's, you know, I love things like that. And I love the whole, when I was raised by my grandma and my grandpa, they would always watch the black and white movies, El Cine Blanco, Mm -hmm. which would be like Pedro Infante, Maria Felix, um, Elsa, um, a bunch of people that I grew up watching and I, and I used to think like, damn, you know, when I get old, when I get older, I want to look like her. Like she's gorgeous, the whole, you know, and that all that came to my spirit in that moment. I had to like pull myself away from the world. Mm-hmm. And I sat in, in my room and I just read and I would write and I would read and I would write and just, and then all of a sudden I'm like, dude, I'm a Latina you know, and then bam, the word popped in my head, vintage Latina. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to meditate this on three days. And by the third day, if it feels right, then we're going to go for it. What I was going to sell, what I was going to do, I don't know. I just knew that that was going to be my business name. And that's what I always tell people too. When they have a business idea and they want to come up with a name, I'm like, just let it come to you. Like it'll eventually come. Like don't force it. Cause yeah. Yeah. your business has to have a be- like meaning like the name and all that it comes with it, you know? So I think that's very important. Sometimes I think sometimes people can get away with just like, they could, but uh, I mean, I just want to ask it us. Has, it has more uh, personality when it's like something. Right. Exactly. Something so when or they organic, something when they, they ask you came. what's in power visuals, like what, what, what did you come up with that name? I think it's kind of self-explanatory. Like, I want to empower people with my visuals. Exactly. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So, so you, it's like, it's a meaning. It has yeah. a meaning to it. Yeah, most definitely. And, and that was my deal. I'm like, you know, what if they ask, what's a vintage Latina? So to me, um, you know, vintage Latina is um, all the women out there 
I think we all have that vintage soul because we were women, we were raised um, to have self-respect, you know, first and foremost, to always have um, uh, not only respect, but, you know, being loyal to yourself. You know, a lot of things that our grandparents and our mothers would, you know, always pierce in, in, in their daughters. And I was like, that's a vintage Latina is, is a piece of, of, of an old soul that you have inside. You know, it doesn't matter what part of Latin America you are from. Mm-hmm. Latina is a Latina, you know, all Latin America. And so I'm like, that's what it is. It's um, an empowering Latina with the vintage, with the vintage, you know, soul or vintage touch to something. You know what I'm saying? To me, that was very important because nowadays we were talking about this just the other day, me and, um, and some friends, that some girls don't even know who Selena is. And that breaks my heart. Yeah. That, you know, girls that are like 16, 17, do you guys know who Selena is? And, man, let me take your card. Let me take your, your Latina card because if you don't know who, La, you know, Selena is, like, but that's how far they're into the cyber world that they don't yes. pay attention to the real and soul it's of easier. That's what I was telling my my mom because yeah. she was like, if you could have a theme for a barbershop, like what would it be? And I'm like, I think it'd be cool to have like kind of like a museum. So while people wait, they can see like pictures of, of maybe people that they wouldn't ever learn from in school, like Emiliano Zapata, yes. you know, uh, just different people, in the, in the, yeah, people that did crazy stuff that don't, como que se están muriendo la legacy porque ya no, pues, people the, aren't talking the, about them. The tradition, that's important because to me, um, I embrace my, my, my traditions like nobody else. I, you know, Dia de los Muertos, I go all out Dia de los Muertos, um, you know, las Navidades, we were talking about that, can, I don't know if you can guys... Can you explain a little bit on the Dia de los Muertos, because I've, I, like, on the Blood and Blood movie, I, that always caught my attention in the beginning, whenever it's like, their face is all painted, and it's like a big parade, and they're like dancing. dancing yeah, like what's a, the purpose of it? Uh, so, yeah. Dia de los Muertos, uh, it's, they start preparing, it's like a three-day event, and they start preparing on October 31st, they start bringing out all, you know, the stuff that, to create your altar, so... It's it's to celebrate. It's a spiritual thing. It's a very spiritual thing. And so in Mexico, here they don't do it a lot. But in Mexico, um, you would go to the Panteón, to the cemetery. And you would take flowers, you would decorate, and you would be there from the 31st of October into the 1st. And the 1st is uh, Dia de los Angelitos, which is to celebrate, you know, that all the, the babies, the angels, the kids that passed away that are you know that are now angelitos but and then the second is the actual dia de los muertos so they would stay at the cemetery for those days um and you know the altar is created by four tiers so you have all all four elements so on the top it would be it would be the person that you're honoring because they're gone so you would put them on the top altar uh and then the second altar would represent uh the water so and elements so food mm-hmm. would go on the second tier and so you would cook all their favorite foods and then their favorite drinks and you would put those you know on the second tier the third tier would be things that they liked you know that they like to do or things that they uh they were interested in so like me i i had my my abuelos my sister uh on the top altar and then her favorite thing was that girl loved chocolate and so I always had her chocolate and her tequila she liked Don Julio so I would give her you know her little shot of tequila 
And then, you know, water in the bottom element would be the fire and the flowers, the flower element. So, and it's basically to honor those that are not with you no more because they're gone. And that's one thing that I get into all the time with my family because I'm like, when I pass, guys, do not bury me. And the kids are like, why, mom? Like, that's, that's, that's what, you know, I'm like, no, you guys are going to bury me. You're going to forget. You guys are going to be too busy living life that you're going to forget to go visit. To go the, visit. And I was like, and I'm so interact with my kids that I want to see you every day. I said, so cremate me. Plant me into a tree outside of your house or put me in the flower bed. Dig me in there. And they're like, mom, you're crazy. And like, what if we move? We'll That's dig that down mom, tree out. My mom said it's the same thing. Yeah. I want to see I my did. kids grow. Yeah. I, I want to be able to, like, if they're going through a tough time and they're just down. So I guess that would be the beauty of owning your own home and all that. Now that I, Yeah. Because I always thought, like, buying your own house is kind of, that's kind of scary. Like, you're going in debt for that long. But if, that makes sense, kind of. like it, Yeah. I would do the, I, I always would tell my brothers and stuff like, you know, yeah, I would uh, cremate and then throw my ashes in the in the. So what are your thoughts on like afterlife and stuff? I mean, to me, spirits don't, you know, Dia de los Muertos, when you, you have to put water. And the reason why you put water is because they're coming from the long journey of the, the other life. And so I, the way I tell people is like, watch the Book of Life. Have you guys seen the Book of Life? No. It's a cartoon, but it's like it tells you exactly, you know, they show the bridge where they cross over. And basically they're walking that spiritual, that, that spiritual path back to your home. And, um, and a lot of people don't, don't believe, and I respect everybody's beliefs, but I do. I believe like the spirit uh, of them lives within you. It's yeah. like when I lost my sister seven years ago, seven, I think it's been eight years now. I lost her and my grandfather back to back, my mom's dad, and I was super close with both of them. And uh, and I, I I fell in a really bad depression when she passed away because it sh- we have the same dad, different mom, but I was the only girl. I have you know three other brothers, but when I found out I had a sister, you know, when I was young, I was just like, damn, like hey, we can excited. click. I was excited. I was like oh, another girl. So when I met her, we clicked, and and I met her when I was like six years old and we were best friends man and so oh, when i lost man. her i fell in a really bad bad depression and uh At what age was that i was probably i was probably 20 27 28 God, so it wasn't that long still, ago. yeah y'all had a lot yeah. to you know yeah and she was my summer best friend like summertime we would get into trouble like when we were younger Hot girl summer yes well we weren't we weren't <laughs> trash or anything like that but we had fun like we would, I would love to dance, she would love to dance, so we would go to the violets, and we probably weren't even none of age to get in there, so, but we'd be all up in there dancing, and, and uh, I created m- the most beautiful memories with her, and... Um, Man, that sucks, that's yeah. really It's like a, a part of you was just taken away, yeah. like, that, yeah, that's... And she's the one, you know, sometimes I joke about certain things now, because I'm like, damn, she knew all my secrets, like, she, you could say she took him to the grave. I tell my dad, and my dad's like, ay, cabronas, because we would get into, my dad doesn't like tattoos, and go figure, I'm all tattooed up, but I, I explained to my dad that he can't get mad, like, that's, that's what I like, dad, like, every single tattoo on me is, is a part of my life, and so we tricked him when I, we were young, I didn't have tattoos then, and um, I think I was like 15, 16, and we went and bought these huge tattoos at the store, the ones that you just yeah, yeah. put on with water. And my sister put, like, a big tiger, like, on her leg, on her thigh or leg. 
and she's like, you know, let, we were just trying to piss my dad off. And so she put it on, and dad, my dad had came home from, from work, and when he walked in, we were just sitting there, and then it, that's the first thing that caught his eye, the tattoo. And he literally slammed the door and walked off, and we both busted out laughing like, this is hilarious. And so we go in there like, like, Papa, it's not real. No, no, no. Vaya a la chingada. No me estén jugando. Like, don't be playing with my, you know, don't be playing with me like that. And get out. I don't even want to see y'all. fucking emotions He like didn't that. even believe us until we went in there with Agarra and, like, <laughs> scrubbed it off. And then he's like, you guys are going to be the death of me. And we would always get into stuff to just make him mad. But so anyway, um, you know, now that it's Dia de los Muertos, uh, I've always celebrated hardcore now with her gone. And and I remember one day I was sitting down. This was probably four years. Uh, no, this was a year, a year and a half after she passed. I remember I was sitting on the floor in, in my hallway and I was doing laundry. And my the beautiful thing that I'm going to give credit to my husband is that he was so patient with me. Like I went through my, I would crack open a bottle of whiskey. Like, and just drink straight out the bottle. He would just let you do your thing. Yes, and and he wouldn't even say anything. He's like, you're going to get, you know, like, he was so supportive through the whole thing. And he had never lost someone that close. Like, he never lost um, anyone close like that to him. So, he didn't know how. That's one of those where you don't, you can't tell somebody anything. Right. So, it's kind of like, that's what he did. And so, I I remember my little girl, Nani's, which is 12 now. Uh, she came up to me and she's like, mommy, I don't want you drinking anymore. And, and me thinking I was hiding all that, you know, because I was in so much pain. But when she told me that I broke down and, and I remember just sitting in the, in the hallway in my house and I was in there doing laundry, tipsy as hell, but doing laundry, trying to do the mom thing, still hurting in pain. And I remember I just sat there and I was just like, my God, let me take this pain away. Why like, do we do that? Why and then because like, like why it, do we when we get sad and stuff we're like fuck it I'm gonna drink yeah and and why? like in, when cases like when somebody passes away like you gotta always keep in mind uh, that they don't want you to be that way they right. would not that that's one thing I had to snap out of too because you know my mom passed away and it's something that would haunt me and I would always think of constantly and I'm like did she really want to see me this and, way you know and, so and, and you like, I know I that now yeah I know that now I can control my emotions way better now but then it was just so yeah. painful you gotta like, you gotta go through it because i would do the same thing yeah I would, that's why i'm asking really because it's crazy i think that every a lot of people we do that like when we get sad and stuff we're like man fuck it, i'm gonna drink because uh, that's the well, that's the flesh the flesh in us is that we want to numb that pain like right then and there mm. and, and that was me it's like i wanted to numb that pain and i remember i used to pray to god and i was i'd, I'd be drunk and i'd be sitting there like god like take this away like i don't deserve this i i'm a good human like i give back i do all these things and and i was mad at god for oh, a minute man. you know because i was just like that's not fair like you took her from me and you know i was just angry at that in that moment i was angry and sitting there uh, in the hall, after I sat there and just arguing with myself, arguing with God, I'll never forget. My phone starts ringing, and I had my phone, you know, playing music, and I had it face down. And so I turned it over, and then I uh, looked at it, and then I looked at it again, and it had my sister's name. Um, the person that was calling me, she had already been deceased, going on uh, two years. Oh, you and never changed the number? No, I kept her in my contacts. You know, and my phone started ringing, and, and it said, Monica Isabel Porras. 
And I looked at it, and I was just like, girl, you're drunk. Like, you're hallucinating, and, like, you're tripping. And I let it ring. I let it ring. And then that, in that moment, Daniel was um, coming in. From, I don't know where he was. He was walking through the hall, and he kind of, like, stepped over me. And he's like, your phone's ringing. And he turns around, looks at it, and he's like. And then we both made eye contact. Like, we both saw the name, and we were like, what the? And he's like, answer it. Like, you know, like, that was his first thought, like, answer it. And I was just like, no. I was like, does that say what I think it says? And he's like, it says your sister's name. What? Answer it. So I'm sitting there like, so I, you know, pick it up and and I get the chills every time because the experience is so unexplainable. So I pick it up and I'm like, hello. And then there's just dead air. So I'm like, man, it pissed me off. It was just dead air. And it's just because you hold on to this little piece of hope that something's going to change in the good way that to feel, to fulfill that emptiness or sadness yeah. that you have inside. And so I, I saw it in dead air. So I put it back down, and I start crying even more, and I just kept on folding, and it rings again. So I'm, like, looking at it. So I, you know, get the phone again, and I pick it up, and I'm just like, hello? And then it starts ringing. And then I'm like, what the heck? Like, it rang to me, and I answer it, and then it starts ringing. So then a guy answers, and then I'm like, hello? And he's like, hello? I was like, I, my phone was ringing, and, you know, I, I didn't even know what to say, like, in that moment. I'm just like... Like, oh, like who the is this? And then he's like, now? he's like, you know, I'm in, uh, I'm in California. No, I said, you know, like, who is this? And he's like, well, who are you looking for? I was like, I don't know if I'm going to sound weird. I'm so sorry. My phone rang and I picked it up. And as I picked it up, it rang and you answered, but I didn't call you. My phone rang. And he's like, well, I'm sitting right here in my bed next to my wife. And his wife is probably thinking like, who the fuck's, you know, thinking something, you know, but he's like, I'm sitting right here on my bed next to my wife and my phone is on my nightstand he's like I'm nowhere near my phone and I'm like so I just start like I start getting a knot in my throat and then I was just like I apologize sir I said you know it's late at night I was like I'm so sorry I'm truly sorry I said look um this number belonged to my sister and she's been passed away for two years and my phone started ringing I said I'm going through a pretty rough patch right now and and I miss her I'm like in my phone started ringing, and it was, I was like, I apologize. Like, I didn't even know what to say. I felt so stupid. So I hung up, and, um, and so uh, I found out the guy was in California, and my sister is, from, is native of um, San Francisco. She was born in San Francisco, um, but she lived always in El Paso. So I hung up, and my husband's like, you know what? Just leave everything there. Just go to bed. Just go lay down. Just, you know, like, he knew, like, that just messed yeah, with my emotions that's... and everything. He's like, just go to bed. So he was doing the rest of the laundry, putting everything up, and we make stay. And, like, this instantly, I fell asleep. And that never happens to me. I'm a big thinker at, when I go to bed. And uh, I'm sitting there in bed, and right before I go to bed, I'm just like, God, take this pain away. Like, she, she was my best friend. Like, take it, take it away. I'm like, I'm tired of tr- drinking. I'm tired of wasting my time on nonsense. Like, take this pain away. And I was like, show me your real, God. Like, show me your real and take this, just rip this pain out. And I remember going to bed, and um, instantly I just felt so calm. And in my dream, I, I say it was the real world. I'm laying down, and all of a sudden she sits at the edge of my bed. Like, she sits there. Like, you know how when you're laying in bed and you feel someone come and they sit down? That's what I felt. 
she sat at the edge of my bed and I and that woke me up and I was wearing the same thing that I went to bed with and I remember getting up and she used to call me mucosa because I was younger than her and mucosa's like what do you call mm-hmm. like a mucosa yeah. you know what a mucosa yeah, 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 is yeah, for sure. so she used like, to call uh, me a mucosa and she's like mucosa like tengo que hablar contigo and I'm like like where where you been like te extraño like so is was this a dream this was a dream to me. It was a dream, but I literally felt like it was real. real. Yeah. Okay, that's see that. You remember I'm telling you that like I, I tend to dream with about my mom. Yeah. And the shit feels real. real. Like it's crazy. I don't know what causes it, what triggers it. But I was like, am I the only one? Because I asked my sister and it's like yeah. uh, my brothers and they're like, no, I my have not. Gr- so my grandma just passed away like uh, not too long ago. And my mom, my mom says that all her brothers have dreamed there already. My sister has dreamed of her, but she hasn't. You, it's your mom hasn't? My mom hasn't. It's not her And time. she's like, and I want, she's like, I want to, because I want to, like, see, see yeah, her. but she's like, her. I just don't, I don't. Yeah, and in and, and that moment, I felt her, and I got up, I'm like, you know, you don't know how much I miss you, like, I'm going through it, sis, like, te extraño, your mom, they had to put her mom on medicine um, to kind of, like, I call it human tranquilizer because that's what the hell that medicine is. Yeah. It would literally put them at, they would numb all their emotions. It's a strong medicine that they had this, uh, her mom on. And, uh, and so I, I felt her, I, I, I touched her hands. The crazy thing is I couldn't see her face. Mm. It was white. Her face was just white and like a white, just like a, 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 like a smoke, but her hair, my sister was known for her curly, curly hair. Like, she had crazy curly hair. And I could see her hair, and she hugged me, and she's like, look, hermanita, te quiero mucho, te extraño. She's like, pero ya no llores por mí. And I'm like, como que no llores? Like, you know, I miss you. Like, I miss our stories. I miss, she's like, I'm here. Like, platícame. Like, tell me. And then in my dream, I'm sitting there like, is this for real? Like, it felt so real because I felt the heat. I felt the heat, her at the edge of my bed. And was Daniel there in the dream? I don't remember seeing him. I just remember me being the only one on the bed. And uh, then she hugs me, and then she's like, hey, I need you to give my mom this message. And I'm like, your mom está perdida. Like, she's so lost without you. I'm like, she's like, I need you to give my mom this message. And I'm like, okay, you know, que es? She's like, dile. And then she gave me the message. Till this day, I do not remember what that message was, but... I was like, okay. So she told me that message. She's like, ella va a saber que soy yo. And I'm like, okay. And so instantly after my sister vanished, she's like, ya no llores por mí. Yo estoy en el paraíso. I'm, yo no estoy sufriendo. Um, you know, no te preocupes. Dijo, you know, haz mejor para ti. You know, don't worry about me. Like, I'm not suffering anymore. I'm like, I'm like, okay. Like, that calmed me down. And I remember that instantly. I, I remember, like, when you're getting out of that deep dream, and mm-hmm. I get up, and I'm just like, yeah, I try, I try to, to figure. remember the and everything. Then, and, and in that moment, Daniel's there, and he's like, like, are you okay? And then I was just like crying of, of happiness, and I start throwing, you know, telling him everything that was happening. And then it took me 30 days to tell her mom this message because I was like, if I tell her, she's going to think I'm crazy. She's gonna, I start think, self-doubting myself. And then finally, like right before the 30th day hit, I remember I prayed about it. I said, you know what, God, if this is, if this is real, if this is you, like give me a sign to tell her. And her mom calls me. 
And I'm like, okay, I cannot make this stuff up. Like, if she's calling me, that means I need to relay the message. So I'm talking to her, talking to my sister's mom, and I have a you know a good relationship with her. And I started talking to her, and I told her, you know, oiga, you know, Ophelia, soñé a mi sister, y me dijo que le dijera esto. So when I told her that message, um, she she cried, yelled. You know how when you're just crying and you just yell at the top of your lungs. And she cried, and she's yelling, and then she stopped. She's like, I guess it was a saying that her and my sister had every night before they went to bed. I didn't know about it. But when I told her the message, she knew that it was, like, dead-ass real. Chills. Woo. And so that's when I Fuck. knew. I was like, okay, you know, I believe in God. Yeah. Because that was insane that she called me, and I was doubting myself of giving her that message. Yeah. And I was like, I got to be obedient. That's and when crazy. she called, I was just like, okay. I was, so when I told her. You say you're obedient because, man, go ahead, go ahead. You, If I wasn't obedient to that word, I think I would have blocked myself from from a blessing, from something that was supposed to occur. That you were supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy because till this day, I cannot tell you what that message was because it wasn't for me to know. It was for her to know the message and for me to relay, relay yeah. the message. And she cried and she's like, how did you know that? And I was like, Sonia, you know, my sister, anoche, or hace 30 días, dije, pero I did not know how to come to you and explain because I figured you you were going to think I'm crazy. I that's figured, a tough one. That's a, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, she's going to think que estoy loca, you know, that I'm losing it. And and when I told her, she cried. She said, me and her have a saying that we talk every single night before we go to bed, no matter where she is in the world, because my sister traveled a lot. And when you told me that, that I knew. Uh, and, and, in, and in the message, I, the only thing I do remember about the message is that she told me, tell my mom that I said to stop looking in the mirror and blaming herself. Tell her that I said stop doing that, that I love her, to stop crying for me, I'm fine, and then the message. That part I do remember. But the saying, because the saying wasn't for me. The saying was for, for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for them together. Like and so, so to me, when I celebrate Dia de los Muertos, I always feel her spirit around me. I had, I don't know if you guys saw the video of the Dia de los Muertos, like, past weekend. That I happened didn't. at, it happened at um, South, Santa Fe South. We did a benefit event. Um, and so when the program was going on, I spoke about Dia de los Muertos. And as I spoke about it, I just remember closing my eyes, and I just felt that spirit come back, that same feeling, and I couldn't hold it, and I just started that just emotions. Yeah. And, and, and to me, it's like when something is real, you can't hide it. It's like that feeling. It don't matter where you are, you feel it. It's like you just let those tears of joy or sadness. or That let me know that my, my um, difuntos, like our, pa our loved ones that passed away, were there with me. Yeah. That was like a rap. Like I felt the love, I felt that warmth, and I felt that like that spirit. Yeah, like side. nobody needs to tell you anything at mm -hmm. all. You already felt it. So it's yeah. like uh, yesterday, I were kind of to piggyback off of the obedience thing that you were saying. We're at the barber shop, and this guy, he, uh, I'm cutting him up, and he, um, he's always doing really well. You know, really fucking, he always has jewelry. And yesterday he came in, and he was like dirty, like from work type thing. So we're outside smoking, like, and he, he just starts talking to me. 
He was like, man, uh, we start talking about God, and he's like, I was just taught to be, I, I, I just had a lesson happen to me to where I need to be obedient because I wasn't being, I didn't realize that God could take away anything at any point. In an so he's like, I was so worried about fucking trapping and doing this and that, making money, having jewelry and all this. And he's like, I don't know where shit just was bad, you know, it was bad. And now I'm fucking working for minimum wage and shit. I'm like, then he's like, yeah. but he's like, the good thing about yeah, all that you. is that I see it as God giving me a lesson to another chance to be obedient. Like just how you have all that. I can take it away. And I was so, like, damn, bro. Do you think there's a better way to kind of take like death in a better way instead of it being like, so like we grow up thinking like, damn, we're going to die. It's terrible. Like, we don't want that day. So we kind of fear, yeah. like, dying. And, like, uh, we don't know when that time is going to come. So it's like. Or the close ones to you die. Or the, yeah, so that too. So, like, you, do you think is a better way um, to kind of look at it in a different perspective? I, I think that, and, I, and I'm going to say this from experience here recently. Um, my husband lost his dad in March. And he was the glue. He was the king of the family. It's like you would go to him for everything. And Daniel, I know he won't get mad because I say this, but he, he's, he's a little lost. And I, and I think that, and I always tell him, like, babe, like, cerca de Dios. I'm not telling you. I'm not going to Bible, you know, thump you. I'm not going to, you know, tell you to, you know, be religious all of a sudden. But you have to have a relationship with God or you know, a spiritual relationship. Um, we're all sinners. We all, you know, try to do good, and sometimes we, we, we do bad. But you always have to remember that he's a forgiven God. Like, he forgives us for everything that we do. And he's not going to make you do anything you don't want to. He's not going to make you. So he's not going to make you be obedient. He expects you to be obedient. So when we're not, it's kind of like it's we're teaching ourselves our own lesson. And I feel like you have to have that relationship with, you know, you have to have that spiritual relationship so you i don't think when you when you lose someone it's it's hard it's very very hard to deal with it and uh you know and and still now like he's he's going through it and and i try you know i always you know lay my hand over his heart and i just ask god to soothe that pain because it's hard and i'm super patient you know there's no time limit when it comes to grieving it's like when you're ready when you're ready but i feel like we are we are all going to go through that phase one day or another and i feel like when we have that relationship with god it's like there's a ease there's this calmness that he gives us letting us know that it's going to be okay like you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. i feel like people that yeah. don't have that relationship i think that it's it's way harder right. for them cuz yeah it's uh you know obviously a long term uh relationship when you break up, that's one of the uh, cause for depression and then losing somebody. So I feel like you do have to go through that, like, slump of, like, damn, I lost this person. Like, I won't be able to see them again. But it's like what you said. I, I won't, at a certain point, you have to, like, be like, all right, God, like, take this pain away from me. And, like, I got to move forward because, mm -hmm. like, 
we don't want this. Like, like I said, my mom didn't want to see me uh, like crying at night and like just kind of saying like, damn, I could have been a better son and mm-hmm. this and that. Cause it's just that energy transmits. So I'm over here just being a tough one, but I have pain deep down inside of yeah. me. And then when I get into my room at night, I'm like, fuck, I miss you, mom. Like, I wish I could have been a better person. And, and it's a lot of things. So it's like, I, I, I was like, I need to stop. I need to become a better person, you know, watch out for my brothers as I promised her. So like, and I've, I've learned that. And so I'm like, now I'm at peace. You know, now I'm, you know, I'm better. And I'm, I'm always watching out for them, giving my brothers the best advice and becoming a better person. Yeah. You know, I think the spiritual side of things also has helped me. You know, uh, you talk about a meditation. So um, how did you get into meditation? And, and, and what is it? What does your routine look like when you meditate? I think that let me back up just a little bit mm-hmm. on that, that part that you're saying about your mom. I feel like anyone losing anyone is painful but when you lose a mother and a father that's the pain for that is like never gonna yeah it's well, like well worse. my dad says is that you, you'll never uh learn you, you never you just learn to live with it basically like yeah. it's kind of like you have that. to train yourself to know like to, to keep pushing and um and i admire the people that that they have lost a mother or dad and they're they keep pushing and they Positive. keep doing successful things like that right there. It's like you're honoring your mom. Like That's you what no I always idea. tell him. I'm like, bro, I didn't because at the time when that happened, I knew him and I would have never known that that happened because he kept such a positive. Yeah. He came into work still smiling still yeah. until somebody said like, like, I don't know how somebody found out, but I was like, what? I didn't even ask him though because I was yeah, like, if he I, didn't tell me, it's because he doesn't. I called, you know, I called you Carrie know. and told her, you know, the situation and nobody knew because like, yeah. I just like. I don't want people because that's the first word that comes out is like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, you I don't, didn't want to feel pity. Or right. Like, I don't uh, I don't like even when people say that they, they have somebody that passed away. I don't say sorry. I tried. I, I had I to don't. fix that. Cause I, yeah, I just kind of I'm like, man, I yeah. it's hard. Like to me, it's a, uh, kind of like a weird like, like if anything, I feel you, you like I feel you, if anything, because I, yeah. I've lost somebody. So when somebody comes to me and say I lost somebody, I'm like, I feel you. I know what that pain feels like, yeah. you know, so it's like, yeah. And, and to me. I, I feel like you're honoring your mom. Like, everything positive that you do and you pushing your brothers, like, you don't understand the blessings that you're creating. And I always tell people, you know, some of my close friends have also lost their mom and, and have gone through it. And, and I've always told her, like, what, what, what are some of the trades that your mom was known for? Like, keep, keep, keep her alive. alive. You know, if she loved the holidays... Be the queen of holidays. Go all out like she did. If your father was known to do certain things, keep those traditions alive because, they, you know, our... That's what he would want. Yeah. Our great-grandparents, our, great our, you know, our ancestors, they, that spirit keeps going. People yeah. think, nah. No, it keeps going. It literally keeps going into the next generation. Um, I forgot who said that your spirit is, is dead when... Nobody ever, ever talks about it no more, which will be, I mean, because your grandkids are probably going to talk about it. Somebody's going to say your name or somebody's going to talk about you. So that's going to be a long time, hopefully, yeah. you know. And in and, and the spiritual side, um, when I was, um, Jesus, this was probably about 15 years, nah, I want to say 10, in between 10 and 15 years ago, uh, Ten years ago, let's go with that. I met a guy and a couple, an older couple, um, Israel Mireles and uh, Esther Mireles. Mireles? That's my dad's 
Is it? He used to be a preacher. He's now he passed away, but I met them and and uh, I just started, you know, going with them. And 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 I think at that time I was like spiritually hungry. Like I wanted to do good things, do good deeds, but at the same time, partying and drinking and all that it was, was still just, fun. It's easier to do. It was yeah. funner to do. But I knew that my my grandma, I could hear my grandma, my grandpa, like, to honor them. I'm like, no, that's not right. And so I just started getting involved with them, and I just remember that I had all these good experiences uh, being around people that were spiritual. And so I started learning more about, you know, God. I started learning more about the spiritual realm when I was with them. And they were an amazing couple. Um, and an experience that I had with them, this is crazy, um, one of my good friends was dating this guy, and I'm not going to say any names because I don't want to start nothing, but I, I was like, man, she cannot talk to this guy. Like, this guy, this is not the guy for her. Like, this dude, like, you know, I didn't know how to come about it. I was like, okay, God, if you want me to tell her. He's a fuck boy. Yeah, like that he is not a good fit for, for her. Show me a sign. I'm like, because this dude is, you know, friends with the, you know her man and and, and that's not going to work like this no and so i'm like okay god if you don't want me to say anything and you want me to shut my mouth let her wear purple tomorrow why i said purple i don't know because she worked at a medical clinic so i'm like let her wear purple and if she shows up tomorrow to the youth center because i i volunteered a lot at the youth center let her wear purple. And if she comes in and wears purple or something purple, I just won't say nothing to her. But as a good friend, I wanted to let her know, like, don't, don't get with that guy. Like, don't, you know. And she walks in, and she's wearing purple top scrub, purple bottom scrub, and Nikes that were black and purple. So that told me to shut the hell up. So I didn't say anything in that moment. And now she's married to him. They have two kids, and, like, they're totally opposite of what my mind oh so he wasn't a fuck boy no oh Isn't so that, you were but wrong? i knew the bad side of him so i'm like my friend's a good girl like no you're so not people change corrupt. is what you're saying yeah so shut it up you know or pray for it before you speak yeah you know i've Be- learned yeah that is true because there, that, that might, he might have been that guy that's like really trying to change and he did and change then he, he did change uh maybe she helped her change but then the fuck that's yeah. the that that you pass like, on to you yeah yes, because i knew like i he had just got out of prison he was a third time felon which Oh, that boy. doesn't mean anything because if you want to change, you can change. Right. Yeah. But I just didn't want her to get involved with, with him that because lifestyle. I already knew what he would do to the girls and he would just bring them down. And, and I was just like, I don't want that for her. Like, yeah. she's such a good girl and blah, blah, blah. And that is a tricky one because there's times where I've been in that position where I'm just like, should I say something? Should I? Shut up. But then, yeah, you never. Yeah. And I didn't say anything to her. I didn't say anything to her because when I saw her wearing all purple, even when she walked in, I was like. Like, my mouth was open and everything. I was like, and she's like, are you okay, girl? What's wrong? And I was like, nothing, nothing. <laughs> We're just sitting there like, dang, okay, God, I got your message. And I didn't say anything. Now I told her she cracks up because she he's a totally opposite person. He now he, Hey, he, shout out to that guy, whoever yes, he is. and I won't say anything because I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's a super spiritual guy now. He's into the whole youth. And they just signed on their forever home like a couple of days ago. And, um... I I'm feel too proud. that people that have gone through shit are um, 
I mean, everybody's powerful that's, that's preaching positive, but somebody that was like in, the, in, the, in a bad place and then is able to come out of it, it's kind of more credible because it's like, okay, this dude was actually in a fucked up position, like, and actually now he's good. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so, dope. yeah, so I, I got involved that way. I was going to youth center and I was, um, you know, getting involved with the kids. I just always had a heart for like the neighborhood, like the south side or yeah. the southeast side because I grew up in Kerr Village. And so uh, we never had, like, a whole lot of good mentors um, uh-uh. or people to guide you the right way. And I wasn't a big person to guide people, but I was always trying to get them involved into things that would stray them away from bad. And so I, that was my one of my spiritual sides. And then um, I ended up meeting this amazing soul named Polly. And um, I always share her stuff on my... Um, we actually want to get her on the podcast. Oh, you you have to get yes. her. She's We've, from Oklahoma? She's from Oklahoma. She is, um, I believe, Filipino. And um, she's where I got my meditation side. So I met her through an ad. It's it crazy how crazy. you can kind of look at... Because we, we were looking and we found her. Uh, I think you have her on Facebook. Well, she sent, she sent me a yeah, message was, one day. and was like, you need I, her I remember, podcast. yeah. And then, but then we just never got around yeah. to it. She has this insane energy that... It's almost like an addicting energy. Like, when you're not... I would see her three to four times a week. And then when I would go without seeing her, I'd be like, hey, like... Let's link up or yeah. let's do let's yeah. have coffee because you she, wanted to absorb her yes, energy. Yes, she and then she's she's still to this day she's so positive and so I I found her in an ad um for just to I wanted to do like an at home training I didn't I hate big gyms and I wanted to do like a couples challenge and so. I found her ad and I get to her house and I tell her to this day, I was like, I was kind of creeped out because I thought like, you know, are we going to get chopped up or something? Because the ad was so, you know, it was kind of weird, but I, something told me to go to that address. And so we met up, whatever. And then she started training me and Daniel a long time ago and we were training and then we clicked. And then sometimes I would get sick uh, we start talking about the whole gym thing, the health, um, you know, spirituality and all that. And then she started teaching me how to meditate, like how to do it. And then she got me into yoga. Like it's insane what you can learn from yoga. Oh man. You so many benefits, man, Shit. so many benefits. Like I started noticing things that were going on with me, like health wise. And I would call her and tell her, Hey, she's like, yeah, it's cause you're doing yoga. And she does this thing called yoga nidra. That's a whole nother level of yoga to where you go into a sleep trance and you literally dig deep, deep, deep into like you go through each chakra of your body and you go into a deep sleep. You sweat while you're laying there. There's people that will sweat. There's people that will cry. There's people that will laugh because they have trauma that's sitting there for years. Man, I totally believe in that. It's uh. Yeah, there's this thing called bioenergetics, and mm-hmm. I, that's what you just reminded me of. And it's basically tension throughout your body. So, like, even those foam rollers, have you ever used a foam roller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very okay, so you, when you use those, you'll feel the tension in different parts of your stomach, and it'll shake. Like, it'll, like you'll literally... Well, that's what yoga nidra is. Yeah. She makes and you... And you breathe, uh-huh. and then you feel the shake in the breath until... You, but if you do, like, ten breaths in that same position, yeah. it'll... The breath kind of... You'll go from... To, to calming down. Yeah, it's crazy. See, and that's the thing is that people don't understand when it comes to energy and uh, trauma, 
that she educated me on. She's a very, very educated when it comes to yoga, the yoga nidra. Uh, she explained she explains everything to the T to where you understand. A lot of people, you know how when you go and get a massage, they tell you, what, what areas do you want me to trigger? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't understand that they, they hold their stress in their shoulders, in their back, in their feet, like different areas yeah. because everyone's different. And so she says that people that go through a car wreck or a trauma, like a childhood trauma, they carry it like in their pelvis area or oh. like women women carried in their pelvis area. And so she has us do this yoga nidra and then she'll have us do a sit, um, lean our back against the wall. And then you bring up your, your Your feet, your feet, like on tippy toes and your back is completely against the wall. And you have to exhaust that, that pain, that energy that's in there. And then all of a sudden your legs start shaking and you're just like, what the hell? You can't control it. It's weird. Like, you guys, I, I'm going to have, you guys need to do a session with her. Yeah, like, I, I know, know. for you sure. Guys, and then yeah. I, I used to do yoga a lot, and I don't know why why I do that. Like, there's things that are good for me, and then I just stop doing them. Like, right, because I think what it is, too, it's like, it's just, I don't know if it's like, because some, like, sometimes I like, I don't want to go to the gym, but I know it's good for me mentally, yeah. and like, but it's like, it's just, Why I am guess, I doing it? Like, every right. time I finish, I'm like, why do, Why don't I do this more often? Right, exactly. But so then when, I, I, when it's time to do it, it's like, I think uh, it's more of the hardest part. It's hard to, to do because it's easier. Start. Right, and that's what we we're talking about. Like, it's harder to, 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 it's easier to go and drink and do that, like, you know, that, that. And then, I don't know, too, like, I guess whenever you work out, like, halfway through the workout, you're feeling great. But that first, like, warming up. That's why I don't even like warming up because it's like I want to feel that pump already. Yeah, man. Um, definitely we want to do that. And like if we are able to like film it, I think uh, do like a mini documentary on it. Uh, cause well, the thing is, I feel like those things at first, there's best to just experience. Right, right, right. Any but then cameras, that would be the, the no, yeah, because the, oh. then you can't really focus your energy because you're worried about. Yeah, trying right. to capture the moment when right. like you should be focused on right yourself. mental getting the energies and but that yeah definitely we, we would like to do that because. One thing I've uh, tried to incorporate more is that yoga, the yoga into, like, my workouts. And I even, like, I want to get into the routine where I'm doing them at home, where if I'm not going to the gym that day, I can still, because I've been waking up early, and that's yeah. something that I've, I love doing. Like, I'm, I'm, I used to wake up at 10, 11. I'm like, no, nah, that needs to change. I need to get up early so I can get stuff done. And, and not only that, it's just, like, it feels good. Like, if I'm able to, like. I think Wiz Khalifa was, like, I traded late nights for early mornings early mornings yeah i i like that better your too. day will be different like uh you know i'm human there's days that i i just don't want to get out of bed but i feel so guilty when um i've learned to not feel not feel guilty about it but just have one rest day to where i'm at home and yeah. i don't do nothing i literally don't I try to say, you know, take the phone away, but on my days that I'm off, that I'm not doing marketing. anything, marketing, doing Connecting, stuff, like, networking. Right, I'm on the, on bed, I'm in the so, bed, and then just, you know. Do you think, because uh, you're kind of like me in a way, you're like wanting to hustle, hustle, like I got to get my stuff out there, I got to yeah. connect, and you said, you mentioned earlier that you have a hard time going to sleep sometimes, because you're thinking, yeah. that's when like, and uh, you, you had a hard time sleeping too, right? At night, sometimes it's Man, like... Man, I used to. Lately, I've been kind of chilling. So right, but you've, been, you've controlled that. Like uh, do you think it's like... Uh, maybe it's like a hustler's mentality that's... Because I, I, ha- I, have, I have those nights where I'm like, well, what's the next move? Like, what do I got to do? Like, you maybe know, like, it has to do too with like what your day was like. Because if you had a day full of work and stuff, 
At the end of the night, you would imagine you're just ready to go to yeah. bed. Like sometimes that's you not even are, the case. but now that's not. But what I've learned that I uh, and this is something that I learned from um, Polly also is, um, you know, she's a big, she's an artist in so many ways, and it's so important as an individual for you to have a mentor. Like, you cannot go yeah. live in this world without somebody that you can go to. You have to have somebody. You know, I'm not saying a best friend, but someone that is, uh, you know, like, to me, like me, if I'm going through some issues or if I, I'm stuck somewhere, I go to her. Polly is my go-to. And we'll have a session, and she answered my question, and then just talking, I'm just like, oh, okay. So she's taught me to um, write at night. So I have a journal yep. and I literally, she's like, it's kind of like you're emptying out all your thoughts into And paper. you know, it's, what, did you have a hard time the first time you did it? Uh, a little bit. Cause I'm like, ah, this is going to sound God stupid. Damn, what if someone this finds like, it? Like I really write this shit. What it, you know, but then I thought, okay, these, I'm a very open book. Like I'm not going to hide these emotions or these feelings that I think. And so I started writing, uh, I would write them out. And if I wouldn't do it that day, that night, I would do it in the morning. Uh, as soon as I got up, I would start, uh, you know, writing. And, you know, now I, I have another person that I've, I've connected with that is an amazing person that never in my wildest dreams that I think I was going to connect with this person. But uh, going through personal development is so important when you are, when you have your own business, because you can be business savvy all you want, but you can be a shitty person yeah. to people. You might not have that people skills, but you are an amazing business person. I don't know if you guys have mm. run into people like that. Mm. So I started investing in myself, um, doing personal development, and I found one. I'm like, okay, I, you know, was googling, doing my research, and I'm like, I need to find someone that is that I'm gonna click with, and. Um, I was Googling, doing some research, going through Instagram, just searching. And I ran into one called Living Firme. And I share this all the time. They've helped me grow so much. And I know everybody knows the movie Mi Vida Loca. Have you seen that movie before? I've I've heard heard it. Okay, so it's basically her. From Mi Vida Loca. Sad girl from Mi Vida Loca. So it's a team. their, Their business is called Living Firme. And they have this thing called Junto. And it's a mindset, uh, mastermind, personal development course that you take. And it's like four weeks long. And so when I, you know, paid for it at first, I was just like, you know, damn, it's kind of pricey. But then I thought, okay, this is an investment. Like I start reading all the reviews and everyone had like amazing Amazing reviews. So I'm like, and this, these girls are good. Like, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone that used to be hood. That is professional now, but that they're still classy and they're still professional, but they have that little touch, yeah. you know, that, and I was like, I'm going to fit in this. So I took the first class and that's one of the things that Angel has taught me, which is, is sad girl. Um, she has taught me, um, about journaling, like writing things down before you start your day, meditate, you sit there and you claim your day, just quiet. And you just sit there and you just embrace that quietness, that moment before the chaotic day you're going to have or whatever day you're going to have. But she has taught us to embrace that moment. And, um, you know, you have to program your mind. So much turbulence going on out there, man. That's that's the that's the hard part about the world that it's like you said, everything is energy. So there's energy everywhere. Like and this is what I tell people. 
um, let's say you get a full paycheck, all right? So you got to pay all your bills, right? And then when you don't have money, how do you feel? Stress. Or like, upset. Fuck. Like, yeah. Want to okay. pull a lick on a motherfucker. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're that, that's energy. Your energy is down. Your energy is mad, sad. And money is energy. Money, yeah. it depends. You know, that's why they say um, don't let money make you, you know. You make You make money. money, right. So that's how she has taught us to see, like, everything is energy. And um, I encourage everybody to lock in with someone that's a mentor. Don't think that, oh, I'm an adult. I don't need that. I, I know how to, I've already lived my life. I'm full of wisdom. I, no. Nah. There's something new that you can learn every single day from somebody. Lock in with somebody that's a mentor. And like you said, it's a lot of like the constructive criticism thing. Like sometimes we don't see things within ourselves. Somebody kind of has to point them out. Yeah, you see it. You know. Yeah, it's like seeing it from the outside view. It's and a, it's crazy because, like, you know, you guys have this podcast and, to, like, for you guys, you guys probably think, okay, well, you know, this is, you know, small beginnings, you know, we're, we're beginnings. You guys have no idea how much you guys are impacting the city. Like, I hear about people talking about this, and I'm like, I don't know if you remember, A.V., when you did Mijas Quince pictures, yes. how about three years ago? I remember I came in here, that desk was over here, and I walked in, and I was like, you I did. had four photographers to pick from, but I don't know why my energy drew to him. I had four photographers, and I remember. And ever it. since then, like, we, I, there's been something that I'm like, I love that lady. She's just, uh, like, she. That's the first fueled, thing you said when I was like, let's get vintage. Yeah, and she's like, she oh, she's fueled nice. me. Like, I was yeah. like, man, like, like she just believed in me so much. I was like, damn, that's awesome. Like, like he gave me his price, and then I, yeah, yeah. I didn't even complain. I was just like, I've seen, you know, I've been seeing his work, and I've been seeing this, and I'm like, and I remember that day I came in and I gave you, you know, half the chunk of money, yeah. and and I remember I, I, I was telling you, I was like, man. You you're gonna go somewhere bigger than this. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. I didn't either. I didn't know what it was, <laughs> yeah. but I remember speaking it. You yeah, know, you did. You, that you, day, yeah. I was like, "You're gonna." You're and gonna, even from from time to time, you'll randomly send me messages, like you know, positive messages. Yeah. See, just, people come to my. I don't want to sound like a crazy. Uh, Adeli calls me a wizard. She's like, "Okay, <laughs> wizard," but it's not that. It's like my intuition is, uh, and I'm human. I, I get angry. I I you know, screw up, flip out, flip out sometimes. I think that's the human in me, but I have this spiritual side that I can't explain that I know that I got from my grandmother, from my dad's mom. And it's something that like, if you just randomly think of somebody and then I, I get that yeah. all the time. And, and I'll send them a message. Me too. It'll be people that I haven't really talked to or something. And I'm just like, I thought about you. Like I just, and then there, sure there's a good. meaning to that. It's like, don't ignore that. If you, if someone pops in your head, even if you're texting them real quick to say, you know, hope all, you know, hope all is, all is well, you know, or, you know, yeah. hope everybody's doing good. just a simple, because you don't know if that person prayed for help and then yeah. they popped in your spirit. And then, and a lot of people say like, God, I can't go to sleep. You know, I can't go to sleep or I wake up at three in the morning every day or at the four in the morning. Like, and I hate that. That means you're supposed to be praying for somebody. That's what that means. Uh, you know, three o'clock in the morning is la hora de Dios, my grandma would say. My mom, my dad's mom would always tell me that if you wake up at three in the morning, esa es la hora de Dios. And that's, that means you're supposed to be praying for somebody. So if, if at night that's you wild. feel weary or you just feel like something is, that means that pray. you need to pray. You need to, like, sit everything aside and literally focus on, on, on a, a on scripture being. or just reading or feeding your soul. 
that means your soul's hungry for that. And um, like me, I, I will confess to you, I, won't, I don't have a Bible on the, my nightstand to where I'm flipping through like, you know, the old days. But I do have a da- daily devotional that I get every morning and every night. I, uh, a what? I'm sorry? A daily, like a daily devotional. What, what is that? Like if you download the Bible app, you can get a daily devotional. Or if you follow like a lot of people follow like Joel Steen or like, you know, a spiritual person. Okay. Um, you get a daily devotional. Oh, to so like me, a that's scripture? Kinda like, yeah. So that to me is kind of like a like a daily devotional. So you devote yourself to that message to that message or trying to do better. OK, so like to me, it's like um, I do one at night and I try to do one in the morning. The night one is always a given. I always read that one. And it's it's right now. It's, it, the one I'm reading is called Quiet Time with My Soul. And I think that's very important because our life is so chaotic that we don't. You know, it's like we go and buy shoes, we go and buy new things for the outside. You know, I was reading this message just last night on on a podcast that I was listening to on my way back home from Wichita. And it said, you know, he said, we're so quick to feed our outside and, and, and get haircuts and, you know, look fly and everything. But we we neglect to feed and get ready the that internal. Is. And I'm like, damn, that was deep. Like, that's so true. Like to feed the inside because you can be the most beautiful person in the world, but you got that ugly inside that, that just, just. And and it's so weird because it, it like reflects like, cause I took a month off cause I was fucking up. I was just like, just drinking too much. And I went back to the shop. Yeah. Friday. And as soon as I walk in, everybody's like, damn, bro, you look different. Like your face looks different. Mm -hmm. You're. I'm like, damn, I didn't even notice. But then I look at him like, damn, I do. Like, before I was looking all red and... Yeah. Um, it didn't matter if I got a haircut. I was still looking like shit because yeah. the inside right. was fucked up, you know? Right. Like, and I was I, drinking I, and just not... I think that now now that I'm uh, going on, this will be... This December will be my third year with Vintage Latina. When I started it, I didn't go strong. Like, I started off, and, and this is crazy... I sat in a room that was super quiet. I sat there and I meditated. And uh, I'm a crafty person. I like to make things. And um, Pedro Infante came to my spirit. Like the, the image of Pedro Infante, of Maria Felix. And, and those are two big iconic in the yeah. Hispanic world. And I'm like, you know what? So I just started messing with my printer, start messing, and I remember making these ornaments. Um, oh, I remember those. Do you remember those? Yes. And then that came to my that came to my mind. That came to my creativity. And so I set and set the mood. I burned my sage and I set the mood, and all of a sudden, bam! All these ideas started flowing. Yeah. Those ornaments is what started the store because I didn't know what I was gonna sell. I did not know what I was going to sell. I did not know what my step, my plan B, you know, or plan C. I didn't know what it was, but I knew that I was created to create. So I sat there and I did those ornaments. And then from there, bam, next thing you know, um, I started carrying these because I'm a big believer in the, the pulsera de ojo, you know, to absorb any bad energy and just keep you, you know, uh, woke, like yeah. they say, to keep you woke. So I started carrying these, and I started selling out. Because when you tell people the purpose of it, then you're like, oh, it, uh, it, that's it, what that's for. Like, I didn't know that's it what adds, it was for. Uh, it adds something to it. It's kind of like what they say with the sales. Like, you have to sell the dream. You got to tell them what it is, and that, that's what's up. That's- and, and I feel like everything that I sell is things that 
I personally own, that I personally love. And I'm just like, damn, I want to share everything I love with people. And at that point, it's not even selling almost. It's just like, uh, again, I, 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 say, I talk a lot about Dame Dash on this podcast, but that's one of the things that he said is like, when I found out that I could just sell everything I love, then having a job became easy because I was just... You're doing what you love. Yeah. And that's how I feel now with this because... Um, and you have a store for this? Yeah. So right now I have an online, uh, online store. Finally, uh, this class, the course that I took with Living Firme taught me how to market, is teaching me. They taught me how to do the website. So I'm a traveling vendor. I don't have like a physical store. I just basically have a trailer and I sell out of the trailer. So you're constantly on the grind, I'm hustle, always, move. Yeah, and, and from state to state. Shows. I go to My biggest one is car shows. Like, that's where I, I feel like I connect because I have a car. You know, we have a car. And, um, and to me, I'm kind of like, you know, me as a wife, when I go to car shows, I want to find things that are girly. You know what I'm saying? Not, yeah. not just rims and car cleaner. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to start marketing the car, the car shows because... All the guys take their wives, and I know they got money, yeah. and they want to spend on good things. And my stuff is so inexpensive; I make it's, it. And the guy, yeah, the guys just as long as there's beer, out there, fuck it. They don't know? care, <laughs> yeah. And so then I was like, okay, well, I'll do one pop up. So I did my first pop up, and uh, I sold out of a lot of stuff, and I was like in shock. I was just like, and it was crazy because man, this was do a you still big, have those trays? The 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 I still I can't keep. They don't. Man. They don't have. I don't have any right now. Those sold like the blood quick. and blood ones were mm-hmm. yeah, those were epic. And so I sold out, and I was just like, damn, and you know, and my husband, and and so one thing I do that I always before I start any any pop pop ups or any event, I will always sage my area. Talk about that as well. Yes, you know, because uh, right now you gave us. Uh, some sage that's yes. what they're called yes um and then you also came in and uh cleared out the energy make make sure you you know uh so kind of talk to us about this and uh, how did you get into this into that okay so uh so yeah i do a whole cleansing before i start um before i start because i feel like anyone any human goes to a place with an intention of whatever the intention is, whether to buy or to meet new people. So I always do the saging just to clear the air, any negative. And, and you know, in the spiritual world, uh, if, you, if you've dealt with sage, you understand it's, there's a relief that comes over you after you sage. And I've had good, good luck, you know, thank God, that as soon as I put my stand up and I'm saging, I'm not even done, and I, my booth is already full. And my mother-in-law last night told me, she's like, you know, I'm so proud of you. She's like, it's crazy how you, you're not even done setting up and you got people already lining up to buy your stuff. And so I've learned, uh, you know, with this class, um, this uh, Junto class that I'm taking, this is a business one because I take both of them. I feel like you, you have to, personal and, and business. Be balanced. Yeah, I balance. So they've taught me to always make each sell an experience. You know what I'm saying? You can come up to me and be like, oh, yeah, do you sell hats? Yeah, I do. And then you just. That's it. That's it. I'm, I'm not going to buy that hat from you. But you're like, oh, you can sell hats? Yes, I do sell hats. Matter of fact, this is one of my favorites. I rock this all the time. I get super, no, you know. Uh, no, mirado al, al, al que, uh, he sells uh, empanadas. Yeah. You haven't seen him? No. El empanadas, they dicen, continue. I'm going to yeah. look him up. And so you make it an experience. And so. Um, you know, I started selling the sage, and I'm going to tell you guys a story. So I always buy sage from 
I'm very, very picky when it comes to my sage because, like I said, energy sits within with everything. So when I start doing um, this class uh, with Living Firme, the whole purpose of that class is to network and meet people from all over the world. So this is in California. So you got people tuned in from all over, and uh, I was buying sage from a certain person for a long time, and then I met her. And when I heard her story and everything, I'm like, okay, I'm going to order some sage from her. You know, I'm going to see, you know, what's up. So I ordered some sage from her, and I got my personal bundles, and, um, and I burned it. And I always turned sage on with the intention of a new of a new chapter or a new getting away, you know, getting rid of all the old funk. And um, I sat there, and I'm super picky. And the day that I turn on the bundles that I get made from um, her mother and her, when I turned that bundle on, it, God, I can't even explain it. And, and I'm going to sound crazy, but when you do sage and you burn sage, you'll understand. Um, there is just this energy, like a calmness, like a, like, a, like a happy. You know how when you buy a fit and you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, damn, I'm rocking that. Like that happiness that you feel because you just feel like, like it's right. Uh, is it dopamine maybe? Uh, I don't know what you call it. It's just that feeling that you're just like, God, this feels right. This feels yeah. good. Or, you know, when your mom I wouldn't say dopamine. I feel a but... sense of like uh, peace when you were doing it. Yeah. Like, I was like. So it's like a happiness. So yeah. when I lit that sage in that instant, I felt this happiness like, man, and I did my entire house. I even did my kids. I had each one line up, and I, you know, did a cleanse yeah. over all of them. And uh, my oldest. Kind of like what they say, like kind of like butterflies type thing, kind of like when you're excited to, yeah, yeah, For yeah, something yeah. new, like, yeah. damn, I heard about this, but I didn't know about it. And yeah. so when I did the sage that, you know, I ordered from uh, Maritza, she's a friend of mine, um, like Perla said on the last one, where you been all my life? <laughs> yeah. And so I, I burned it and, and, and just this, cra this man, not, I'm not going to say it's crazy, but like this uh, feeling of calmness, almost like tamed that craziness in a chaotic house because I got mm. stuff going on everywhere. So it's kind of like it brought down everything and then we were calm. And I did this right before we were going to go to bed. So that night, I remember... Wait, wait, so were things still chaotic, but you, you were able to just handle them better? Or was everything actually, like, the Every, kids were doing what they were... Like, everything was every, just... Everybody was, like, everybody was calm. Like, mm. it, my house is not chaotic crazy, but it's kind of like, I have so much stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after I did the sage, everybody was kind of like... Yeah, like, chill pill. Yeah, like everybody. And so everybody went to bed and, and everything. The next morning, I remember Adelie waking up. She's like, man, mom, I smell. I slept really, really good. And Mijo, too, when he, you know, he lived, went to his house. And I told him, I was like, you know, come on, Manasiste. And he's like, he's like, mom, I felt real good. He's like, I literally knocked out when I went home. Like, it was almost like a, like, it just, it's almost like a big vacuum. Mm -hmm. It just mm -hmm. sucks all that bad when you're burning it in the fumes. And, and you just... You just feel calm. Yeah. Do you have smoke alarms at your house? Yeah. I how have do to you take how them do you, out? Do you have to turn yeah, them off? Yeah, I okay, gotta take them I, out. Because I have a couple of them. Yeah. I'll so just take the battery out, or, or you know, open up the windows, and um. So what's that one? I don't know if you know, but it's like a thing. I seen it on you know Jose. Yeah. Yeah. She he was doing something on like a bowl, and it made so like that's a noise. The chiming, it's a chiming. Uh, Polly will when you guys get Polly, she'll tell you guys more in detail with that. But that's almost like it's a a chime. Um, when you do that, and it's a chime to 
almost to in tune yourself to only concentrate on that and not concentrate on nothing else because that's what meditation is. Yeah. Meditation. It's like you just being just, you just being you. They make you concentrate on your breath. So when you're meditating, you know, you're just completely close and you just like you got to hear yourself breathe. And you concentrate on the ex- inhaling, exhaling, because nothing else in that moment matters. What matters is that you're alive, that you have a breath, and that's the important part. Because meditation is self-love, like you loving yourself in that instant and just yeah. worrying about that moment. Breathing is important. And I, I had I, I this teacher, my bad, I had this teacher mm-hmm. in high school, and she would, every, every time she'd flip out, she'd be like... That, that's you. her way of coming. And then she would just like close her eyes and... Every every teacher there hated her and would like kind of bully her. And now that I look at it, I'm like, they would hate on this lady because she had it figured out. Yeah, um, there's a very I watched a podcast that really talked in depth about breathing and the importance of it. And it really was interesting because it's there's so many benefits, especially when you breathe through the nose. They recommend to breathe through the nose instead of the the mouth, especially when it comes to sleep, because I know there's certain people like my brother does sleep with his mouth open. He's like. I can close my mouth and and then try to sleep. But that's when I'm like, <laughs> that's when I fall asleep. I'm like, interesting. Yeah. But then I watch that podcast. because I was one too. It's because I'm clogged up too. But there's so many benefits in general. Like when you when you work out, when you fatigue, instead yeah. of like try to breathe through your nose, and you'll feel the difference. Like, well, yeah, because I mean, the breath is life. You know, yeah. like that. If you really think about it, yeah. like a lot of people when they have anxiety attacks, the the breath gets shallow. Like yeah. <laughs> That's one thing that, yeah, Polly has taught People, me to do yeah. is, is, is breathe, uh, breathe uh, in and out and then put your hands up because then you take the weight off your rib cage right. and your lungs. Man, I, I've, I've showed you the exercise that I do when I uh, uh, go to the gym. So I'll basically you just hold your knees up a little bit and then, like you said, stretch your fingers up and go back. And open your mouth wide. But same thing, you'll feel that. Rib that cage moving. And that's what it is. Yeah, and especially in moments like uh, anxiety or panic attacks, like we tend to like. Elliot Hall uh, says you gotta breathe into your balls. <laughs> yeah. So like you gotta like instead of being and looking for breath, like control it. Once yeah. you control and, it, and then you think it's about gonna it, yeah, calm you uh, down. It's it's been, been, uh, as to yeah. where like a composed person is gonna right. Just, yeah. Exactly. So that's it's very a very it's tricky. Not only that, but a mental. It's a connection, your, your mind, your breathing, you're connecting multiple things all at once. And that's, if you think about it, that's kind of hard to do because um, it's like people, you know, and I'm talking from experience, I freaking took an edible one time a while back, a couple years ago. Oh, I can't do it. Well, it was out in California, and um, we we're celebrating our 21st anniversary, me and my husband. And so I was like, yeah, I'll get one, you know, thinking whatever. I just wanted to chill, you know, and relax. And I took one, and, and so Daniel's like, hey, calmate, like, calm down. Like, we're in Cali. Like, this stuff is, like, more po- potent than what there is here. This was before Oklahoma yeah. even came legal. And so I'm like, whatever, whatever. I'm your dearest turning up. She didn't care. So she eats another one, and then, like, three. Daniel's like, hey, yeah, like, that's it. Calm down. So we're in San Diego, and I remember we were in the, in the hotel room, and it was, like, 6 in the morning. And it kicked in. And I remember opening my eyes. That's what I hate about And then the fan that was in the room turned into a helicopter (laughs) propeller to me. And I could just hear the 
the swishing <sighs> and it's a mental thing like it you is. have to calm yourself you down do. because you will lose flip it flip the fuck out yes and so i'm like oh my god i don't have any legs i couldn't feel my legs i could, it was horrible like i've never yeah, experienced that and, and edibles are, are, are they're are strong pretty close to like psychedelics they like to call it pretty yes. close yeah because i had a bad trip too and i'm like never Ooh, again that's done. me I'm done. Yes. I'm done with edibles. Give me, give me a little bit of flour, and yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Well, and then that day, uh, we were supposed to go to a big car show, the Chicano Park car show, and I was just bitching out all my friends that night. A las ocho, we're uh, getting out of here at eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning. If y'all ain't ready, it's seven you, you o'clock, guys and you're still tripping balls. It was ten a.m. and I was still tripping. And then Daniel's cracking up. He's like, "Andale, te dije, I told Ooh. you not to, but there was, you know, trying to have, you know, a good time. let loose and just, you know, have fun because I didn't have a kid. I was just being me. Like I was trying to, you know, just yeah. have a good time." Never again. I'm just like, I remember him bringing me food. I could have swore the food was talking to me. I could have swore. You were, you were like, tripping like Craig on yeah, Friday. Yeah, I was just <laughs> like, oh, my God, no, take that away. And he's like, hey, calmate. He's like, I was like, how do you get rid of this? Like, bring me that's milk, the, bring me water, the, bring me yeah, something. He's like, get in the sh- You just got to chill. Yeah, so he's like, go get in the shower. So I'm like wearing my, my PJs, and he turns the water on, and I'm sitting there holding on to the, the bar, the handicap bar they have in the showers. And... Oh, I was so mad at myself because we didn't even really get to the. You didn't room. enjoy it at the no, end. No, yeah. I was so pissed off at myself. That happened to me twice, and ever, ever since then I'm like, no, I'm not gonna eat, eat no edibles yeah. before. I think that's the thing though that a lot of people don't understand that maybe it's not for every occasion. Maybe it's just for you to take a little bit, chill on your couch, and mm-hmm. just be. Yeah, ready. don't do it when you're gonna go to a baseball game or a car show or no shit like that. Yeah, so I was sitting there just holding on to the the pole that's in the in the shower, and I'm just sitting there, and I remember hearing Daniel laugh so hard, just cracking up, and I could hear his conversation echo and get further and further, and and I was just holding on, and I could swear I was on a boat because I felt like I was swaying left to right, and I was just like, what the And then heck? in your head, you're like, can this already be over with? Yeah, like, so, god damn. Yeah, and so I, I don't know how long I was in the shower. All I know is that I'm like, Daniel, like, am I done, or what, what do I do? And he's like, oh, shit, I forgot you were in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how long it was, but he went in there, he's cracking up, and he grabs a towel, and I'm just sitting there like, it won't go away. And then he's like, hey, calm down. Like, yeah. all right. Breathe. Yeah, breathe. He's like, you're going to be all right, baby. You're going to be all right. Ahorita se te va a quitar. And so I had to, like, you know. And, and it's a mental thing. Yes, kind. I it's had a, to calm myself And unfortunately, there is drugs that, like, you, you can't control it no more, you know. But I feel like with weed, it, it, it's always, when I've had people flip out on weed, it's always like, just breathe, bro. Just Breathe and you'll be cool. You're not gonna die from it. Cause nobody's died from it, so yeah. you're not gonna be the first. <laughs> and, right. and I'm, I'm so like when it comes to medicine, I'm so organic. Like I try to yeah. use things that are like the you know teas and you know things that I can use that are organic because uh, I've seen so many ugly phases around me with drugs, like hardcore drugs and pills that I'm like. I just can't. You I'm never like, exper- You never experimented with any pills or anything well, back in your. When when I was younger, like when I was a teenager and all that, we smoked. We smoked the blunt and then that was it. And maybe drink a, a farm boons or you know back in the day and that was it. That's why I tell my kids, you know, or my kids' friends now, my older kids, like, 
damn, like, oh, you know, you so didn't so imagine died a, of, a 15, of heroin. 16 year old. Right. Like, you know, my son lost to one of his really good friends, um, Justino, a year ago. Um, he bought some fake pills and yeah. he overdosed on fentanyl. And he was recording himself on Snap, I guess, you know, the saying that he had just bought some pills. And you could tell in the video that he was swelling up. And that's an ugly image to have of your friend yeah. going through that because someone could have saved him. But the new culture, you know, the you know the cultura right now, it's kind of like that's a cool thing to do yeah. is to pop a pill or pop this. I mean, if you that. hear it in every song, everybody's every, every every rap song says I pop this, I pop that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I told. Uh, Scary. It's Scary. I, I've told my son, you know, uh, and my daughter, uh, what happened. I'm not I'm not encouraging like go get high. I'm not encouraging them that, but I'm I'm stooping to the younger level. Like I was young. I'm not going to tell yeah. you don't drink, don't because you're going to become an adult and you're going to do whatever you want to do and I'm not going to be there to control you, but know that don't mess with that, man. Like there, now there's a, it's like the same thing everybody tells you, but there's nothing good that's going to come out of it. It's yeah. like And I've had my share of things like I've done some, you know, I know my mom's going to watch this podcast and she's not going to know, but <laughs> she's going on now. But when I was younger, I remember I tried, you know, a hardcore drug and, and, and I got scared. I was young. I was probably like 15 years old. And, um, and the sad part about it is that I got it from someone that was related to me. Yeah. That's and what, now I think about it. I'm like, damn, that's fucked up because most, they could have stopped me from. Most times you're going to get the drugs from your friends or yeah, your family. Yeah. And, and I did. And I yeah. tripped out. I really tripped out and i got scared i'm just like man what the hell was i thinking but it's just like that I, the curiosity it's like mm-hmm. you said to a call like la cultura mm-hmm. like for example the whole cocaine thing with the uh, in the mexican community mm-hmm. it's huge like it, it's, it's normal so, i guess uh, like, it's normal to, to do cocaine and, and yeah. sip when it's like like you you have a little 14 15 year old looking at all their uncles they're all the uncles are getting twacked. that's what you're supposed to do so yeah, once they're once they're nineteen, eighteen, they're like, oh yeah, now I get to have my own. Now little. I get what my uncle was acting all weird in his lip, and then I would twitching and shit like, yeah. oh, now this is what know. it, you know, oh, it's it's normal because they did it. Then why now I, I can do it, you know? And then, then so that's, unfortunately, yeah. it gets to the point where it's like the person's too deep into it to where it's like can't get out. And I'm it's glad, sad. yeah, and I'm glad I, I like it when guys. I always did weed. I used to smoke a lot of fucking weed a lot, and like. Back in the younger age, and like it got to the point where one day I just started overthinking. So I was like, I'm done with that. And then, uh, you know, I never got curious with the other drugs. And I'm like, if the weed is giving me a little bit of a panic attack, and then yeah, you can only imagine what other yeah, like do. Uh, like especially when I like I'll drink a Red Bull and I'm feeling like oh, I feel good and shit. But sometimes it's like too much. I overdo it. I'm like, oh, shit, nah, hell no, nah, this is too much. So imagine like Coke and like. These Hardcore other drugs. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh hell no, I ain't trying to do this because I. But, yeah. yeah, for sure, I think it's a culture thing because, like, in hip hop, that's all it is. Drugs. It's, all, it's just drugs and money and, and bitches. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. And, and I tell my, uh, I've told my son like now, you know, gracias a Dios, like he's, he's married to a beautiful young woman that I've, you know, we took her in to the family, like my my daughter, and you know, I have a little boy now, but. You know, I encourage moms, like, don't feel like you're being nosy. Get nosy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, me, I feel bad when my son uh So you failed. weren't being nosy. You were, like... No, I was just... Like, to me, I wanted to be the opposite of my parents, in a sense. Like, I, like, I wanted to be... My mom and my dad were always... My dad owned a bar all his life. And he's always been uh, self, you know, self-employed all his life. 
And there's things that I learned about my dad now, and I don't judge him for it because I knew that he was trying to do whatever he could to make us a better life. But I hear the stories. I'm like, damn, my dad, he did that. He was a trapper. My dad did this. You know, but I'm just like, I don't hate my dad. Like, I learned from those, you know, from a lot of things. And and I wanted to be the opposite. Like, I'm not trying to be a cool mom. I wasn't trying to be a cool mom. I just wanted to... Understand your kids. Yeah, I wanted to understand them, and I wanted them to understand that I'm going to give you your privacy. Just don't, just don't underestimate. Yeah, no te pases de lanza. Exactly. Like, don't disrespect me or don't take advantage. Yeah, don't take advantage of my kindness because then then I'm going to be all up in your business, and you're not going to like it. And and with my son, he was so into baseball and playing and and uh, very very dedicated to ball and all that that I didn't even know what was going on until. Uh, just, you know, one day we just noticed something and me and dad had a, you know, deep conversation and we took him out of school. You know, dad went in and took him out of school and we came home and we talked to him. Like, what the hell? Like, what's going on? And one thing led to another and then I I was that parent that was with him at his classes. Like, he, he admitted to, yeah, mom, look, I need help. Yeah. Like, he straight up said, look, mom, I need help. I'm like, but deep he, into he, it, I can't. I can't, like, I get sick when I get off of this. And so I'm like, okay, let's take you. And I took his ass to rehab and to a detox place for seven days and then to a rehab after that. And, you know. Um, and that's so, that's brave that I found that out. Like, it's brave to ask for help because I've been. For sure. Like, recently I was in that position where I was lost. I was just like, man, fuck. And then when you're coming off of shit, you're like the what is it called like pues como la cruda or i don't know what the mm-hmm. fuck it is but you're it's just beyond the cruda like is your body's used to those fucking chemicals and shit you're yeah. just like fuck and that's like the hardest like you were like saying you just the first away. two weeks you know were you like gotta get hardest. away from everything because yeah. your body's like don't know what the fuck like you have to get away but you also have to connect with a uh, like i said a mentor someone yeah. that you can that can say you know what i got your back if you it's three o'clock in the morning and you're having an urge call me yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what, you know, my son went through is that, you know, he went through those phases. And I'm, I'm not embarrassed to talk about it. And I know he's not either because it's, it's growth. It's Shout much out to growth. him for that because that's yeah. uh, it's a, It takes big. a lot. And he's still now right now. It's like he's still dealing like he says, Mom, I'm just dealing with demons. You know, with my demons on my son. You have control of what it is that's in your path. Like, you know, when me and my husband were younger, you know, um, we were very young parents, and so I tried to do whatever I could to, you know, make money or whatever. And I remember I told my, my, my kids this. I don't get into too much detail, but I, I remember I used to sell to strippers, stripper girls. I had friends that were strippers, and I used to sell to them. And I used to drive all – you're talking about yeah. lawyers. I would walk in to go tr- do my drop-off, and I would walk in. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to walk in. Just, you know, hurry up. Let's do this. Let's go. Yeah, you know, yeah. let me do what I got to do and go. And I would go, and then you're talking about lawyers, people that yeah. are like big wigs. Yeah. And I would be like, "Damn, like this is lawyers crazy. is actually are some of the worst in that. It's uh, it's it, it sucks, but suicide and drug use is huge in lawyers because yeah. it's and, a and lot of tension. All in the that energy you got to deal and, with, and, and, man. Uh, all the energy. It and, goes and, back and you to know, that. that's why I tell my kids I'm very open with my kids, and and Mija's probably you know because I don't think she knows about that side because I really don't talk to them about that, but I'm pretty open. Um, with my son a little more just because he's been around that world that I want him to know. Like, look, son, I, I did some stuff and I regret yeah. doing, but it's taught me I would never want to put you guys in that position. You know, I would never want to do that, you know, to you guys because 
now that I sit here and think about it, I'm like, damn, there I go. If you would call me at 2 in the morning, and I, I'm not going to say I was like, oh, you know, mafiosa. No, I just made enough money to yeah. buy what I needed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To, to survive. To survive to, or whatever yeah. I needed for that moment. And so, um, and I remember going to, you know, to one of this girl. She's not my friend anymore, but she she's a person that I knew. And she's like, hey, you know, we have a late night. They hired us to go to this lawyer's house, whatever, and we need, you know, this kind of drug or this kind of drug. I'm like, all right, I would figure it out. And I'm like, if you guys call me past 1 a.m. and I'm already in bed, it's going to be an extra 100 bucks. We don't care. They would pay for it. Yeah. Or an extra oh, 200 yeah. if it's and, past and the, 2 a.m. Yeah, the, they the don't thing care. is, at that time, it does yeah. not matter. When you need that shit and it's gone, it's like... We're all thrown in if we got, you know, whatever Figure the fuck. It like yeah. it's, And it's so sad, man, because it's like, um, like you don't want that shit to be over. You just don't want it to be over. Yeah. So it's like, fuck it. Man. And that's why I think sometimes I'm like, damn, you know, what if this is karma for me? Because I did mm. that when I was younger. Mm. Now my kid is doing. Fourth person that says karma. That mentions karma and brings it around. Yeah. You know it's what I'm crazy. saying? Because karma is real. Yeah. You know, and I'm, she yeah. knocks at your door when you least expect it. And you're Boom, just like, motherfucker. you know what I'm saying? But it's like. Now that I'm, I'm, you know, more knowledgeable in, in, in certain things, I'm just like, damn, why did I do that, you know? But it, it was just that hustle in me at that time. I was just like, God, yeah. I can get rid of this so quick. I can do this so quick. But now it's uh. kind of like you'll see me unloading a trailer, loading a trailer, and it's like a lot of hard work. But I'm so proud yeah. to have done that mm-hmm. because – all my experiences have created me to be who my, I am now. My dad always told me, uh, culito pero sanito. Yeah, there you go. Straight <laughs> but, up. Yeah, because he, he, so, he's like, man, with the girl doing cabinets, I would do cabinets for like people that were in the cartel and stuff. So I could have joined, I could have, but he's like, nah, I never, you know, and it's crazy. Like the, the whole karma thing. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like in your case, it's kind of like, they don't lie when they say, like, what you give out, you're going to give get back. So you got to make sure you're doing the right thing because that can. I feel around, like she said around. she was like you were in a, in a spot where it's almost like uh, innocence, ignorant. Like, I don't know if you know Freeway Rick Ross, the story of Freeway Rick Ross. He didn't know how to, like, read, write, nothing, but he knew how to sell stuff. Yeah. So the the first thing he could sell was drugs because that was the easiest thing to find so with you i don't think it was like like you said you're not bad it was like the first thing you could sell so we had just had a house we had just gotten our first house and i remember i was like I, i've never been to i've never been the female to say oh i have to have you know my gucci bag and my i've never had like I've never been the kind to be of a brand, like a brand materialistic, materialistic like I love good things. Don't get me wrong, but I've never been to, oh, I have to have yeah, 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 this yeah. and this and the brand. Like, no, I'm not going care. out if I don't have. Yeah, 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 I didn't care. And so, but me having my first house, I was like, man, I want cortinas. I want a beautiful furniture. I want this and I want that. And then, um, you know, Daniel, had, you know, he had a he had a good job then and everything. But I just felt like okay, I want to get this. And then sometimes, you know, we'd be like, now we, we don't have the funds for that now, but I would do that. Find the funds. That. Yeah, I would find uh, the funds to do that. And the, it was so easy. I guess what I was trying to say is the resources that, for example, us in the hood we have is that's the, what we can sell, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so it'd be nice for us now that we have, I guess, create opportunities to where people can sell other things. Like, that would be nice, you know, if you can... 
And if you have the street hustle like down like this, you can sell cars. You can, you sell, can sell anything. Whatever, yeah. You don't have to be book smart, but if you are, you know, street smart, you're a seller at heart. Yeah. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be selling insurance or anything like. That. I mean, you could do something legitly. That's why. That's why I feel like now, you know, when I started my store, I'm I'm really working hard to start it to start a brand, the brand yes. Vintage Latina because. I don't want to be known as, oh, yeah, she sold Sarape stuff. Oh, yeah, she sold. No, I want it to be a brand because. A movement. Yeah, a movement because at the end of the day, we do what we do. But I always think the day that God takes me, what was I known for? Yeah. Exactly. And I want to put my work into into earth before God takes me. I want my girls to know. I want to leave a stamp. And right. Like, going back to the whole energy thing, it's like we, like we build our energy, you know. So, um like when I was like 16, I got legendary tatted on my chest. At the time, I'm like 16, but I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing with my life. But I knew I wanted to be legendary, mm-hmm. you know. So I feel like every person, that's where, like you said, you work for your legacy. So the the better you leave your name, the more you're going to be remembered, I guess. Yeah. Like Most definitely. And, you know, with, with Miha, I got a, Miha just turned 18 and... Uh, you know, she's going to college now and she's working and she got her first check and she was mad. She, you know, she came home with two hundred dollars. I was like, welcome to the, the real world, the baby real girl. World. And and I told her, I mean, how you can be making money like, you know, don't limit yourself. Yeah. I'm like, you know, one thing that I've learned about in, in this business course um, is she there's this thing that she create that they created her and sparkles, um, this thing called the will of feria. And it's basically like a pie, like a, you know, like a graph, like a a graph. And so she's like, when you're a business owner, you want to make sure that you have income coming in from all over, not just your nine to five. If you got a nine to five and you got a side hustle, okay, you got two incomes. Which one's the majority? What's, what's the majority of your income? And so when, when I saw the wheel of Feria, I thought, damn, like, it's crazy when you see numbers and you see your your income on a on a pie chart you're just like damn like that's not even a lot of money like what do i need to do to step up my game you know what i'm saying because my majority of my income was the trucking side the trucking business and then uh, you know 20 percent of my pie was the vintage latina and then i thought okay what else do you do well, i'm a notary public that's like five percent because i really don't do a whole Ooh, lot uh-huh. and then another five percent was um bartending because i do bartending on the side too i'm a certified mixologist and uh that's seasonal i only do maybe six parties a year and they're really good paying parties but it's not a year all year round thing and then my other side of hustle was to make food and sell so i thought damn i want to turn i want to turn my main you know my business into my main income yeah. But also keep all these little side hustles for, for rainy day fun. You know what I'm Sup- saying? Supplement. Yeah. And so I showed Miha, like, Miha, just because you're going to school, going to college, and you're working, why don't you sell, like, cute clothes that you rock? Be because creative be cre- with, yeah. uh, and so with what you like, have. And she did. And she's actually working on uh, her little boutique right now. She started off small. And, and uh, you have to have ambition to, like... You have to have ambition at what you do 
because it's kind of like you're doing it, but if you don't put the right energy to it, you're not going to have followers. Yes. You, it's just kind of like you're doing that. Oh, okay, you're doing that. But when you're doing what you do and you love what you do, that ambition it shows. In. Right. It, it shows the... Yeah. And self-doubt can also kick in, too, because uh, I had a guy that messaged me, and he was like, man, I used to do... Uh, I used to have my YouTube channel. I used to do content for business and self-development, and I stopped, and I'm like, what, what stopped you from putting more content out there he was like man i just doubted myself i just wasn't you know like i wasn't secure i wasn't i didn't believe too much on him like that's where you messed up yeah. you know and it, it, that can that can be a thing in the majority of the cases is just self-doubt like some people have ideas and they kind of like think themselves that that idea is not too good for you to start putting stuff out there and and start your business and whatever the case may be it's like yeah i i feel like that is just it's, uh, it can be a, it can be a, a trap, you know. Yeah, it, your own thoughts can kind of exactly. Fuck you up it can be a and trap. Then, and like, not only, it, not only that, like um, a lot of people, and 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 I went through this phase too when I started the business. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to launch it until I have. You wait this. for that perfect, yeah, yeah that perfect, and there's no such thing. No, exactly. You're always going to need something. To me, it's like if I would give a person that's starting a business, if my advice to that person would be. Um, Use what you have. Yeah. Start with what you got and go from there. Like, don't feel because like... Because then you're going to just be pushing the date over, over and over. Exactly. And over and over and over. And, and, that's and then if they, people can uh-huh. see the progress, I think that to me, like, when I see people's progress, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. And vice versa. We try to, like, document every single step. And like some, like, for example, with us, if somebody would have just gave us a bunch of money and... We probably wouldn't even came up with this shit like if they gave us money like right. we came up with this because it's like how can we make this the cheapest way possible? Yeah, yeah exactly. and I think that has to do a lot with like um, I I wasn't raised you know wealthy I lived in a rough neighborhood back in the day and um, when I was probably like nine or ten I grew up you know right by Kerr Village the Oak Grove. And, you know, there were big gangs back then. Yeah. That, and the neighborhood we lived, I think we were one of the few uh, Hispanics that lived right there on 22nd Street. And back then it was bad. Now you don't really see nah. it as bad, but back then it was like... People were chopping people's heads yes, off and shit. and in the courts, they would play basketball, and they would, you know, shoot each other if the one lost the game. Like, it was crazy back then, you know? And um, I think that all of that... Me growing up, you know, um, and I don't want to shame on my dad. I'm sorry, dad, if you hear this, but, you know, my dad used to be a party animal. My dad was a big party animal. Sometimes he wouldn't come home for a couple of days, and yeah. my mom would figure it out. And I remember sometimes uh, we would... ¿Le gustaba my, el ambiente? Yes, very much. My dad was a very big-time party animal. And so I remember one time my mom was like, going to make you know, food, and we didn't have, like, I remember we didn't have carne, like, steak and chicken and stuff like that, and my mom's like, ahorita hago de comer, and I remember she would always bring these huge, in Mexico, I don't know if your parents did this, A.V., but when you would go to Mexico, you always bring back those big um, costales of beans, yeah. ri- uh, beans, rice, and flour, and chile. That, that was, you go to Mexico, you're coming back with that. And I remember, like, my, we didn't have a lot, but I remember my mom, we never... She would always have a big stack of tortillas, homemade, and she would always, like, whip something up with rice and beans, always. Like, you know, when this whole pandemic came, then everybody's freaking out because there was no steak. Man, boy, we grew up off of rice and beans. Like, that was nothing, you know? But I think that all those experiences, me personally growing up with not a whole lot, 
has made me appreciate everything I have now. Like, it's made me, like, really, really embrace every situation and everything that I got now. Right. So how are, like, for example, with that, how are you able to, now with your kids, because your kids obviously didn't have to go through all that, like, how do you... Uh, make your kids still like uh, humble and you know like appreciative even though they didn't have to go through like the fucked up shit well I tell them all the time I I struggle because like me and Daniel would I'm not even gonna lie we would spoil our kids and and that's because we both grew up you know in a rough neighborhood and didn't have a lot of money and we always said okay when we have our kids we're gonna make sure our kids have because I was one of them girls that would rock pro wings or you know you know, like, did cheap shoes from Payless shoes. And see, the thing is, like, you guys did that with all the good intentions at heart, but then it can turn into something. Oh, it did. It did, trust me. It did. I've, I've, when you're a young parent, you don't get a manual with how to raise a kid. So it's kind of like you try to figure it out and get, you know, um, learn your lessons or ask your parents, you know, for advice or whatever. But now that they're grown, um, Adelie, she is, she's my, she, I feel like she's my humble kid. I mean, she's, she's sassy, and she likes to have good things, but she's the kind that um, if she knows, like, we're going through a struggle period that we just can't spend money, she won't. She'll go through the drought. She'll figure it out. <laughs> she will figure it out. She'll figure out how to get money or, you know, whatever. Because we've always told our kids, as long as you stay in school, we'll pay for your phone. And we'll pay for your gas to make sure you make it to school and back. Like, as long as you guys stay in school, Those are the graduate, mom and dad will help you guys as much as we can. But she's more, she's my independent. Out of all my kids, um, my girls, she's my, she's my very strong-willed child. Like, if you tell her no, she will never ask you again for anything. She'll figure uh-huh. it out. And, and I think now that they're grown, you know, now that my son's a dad, now he understands why why we bitched or why we complained. Uh, but there was a phase where they were all, mom, I want to get these Jordans and, and dad having all girls, he would spoil them. Yeah. Me, I'm me. I'm, I think I'm meaner to the girls than dad. Dad spoils, you know, the shit out of them. And me, I'm backwards. I would spoil my son the boys, yeah. and I, I only have one son. So I would spoil him and I'd be tougher with the girls. But now I'm kind of like, okay, it's I, I, that's a mom thing, no? It is, and I and I hate it, yeah. and I've I've apologized to my girls because I'm mean. I'm, <laughs> and it's not mean because I want to be mean. Is is that I'm very firm because I don't want them to be no like. Push the, I don't want them, them to be like out. weak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm preparing you for when you go into the real world. I don't want you to sit there and cry when someone says roast you or something like yeah. that. I don't want you to cry. I want you to roast hit them right back. back. Yeah. And I don't want to sound bad, but I'm saying like, I don't yeah. want you to be like crying because, emotionally yeah, or just, you feel devastated because someone said world. something and then bad. That, that, that yeah. snowballs into other shit. Like whenever it's an insecure kid that's like shy and shit, they get bullied once. And then now it's like, okay, well shit, now you're getting bullied Every time, motherfucker, because you got bullied that one time. Like, it sucks, but... Yeah, no, it's, it's reality. To, it's reality, yeah. yeah. And in my household, anyone that knows me and Daniel, Daniel's a roast master. Daniel, he's kind of one of those dudes that will roast you and with good and with, with funny humor. He's a very humorous dude. Yeah. And so it's like he will roast you and just to be stupid and playing around or whatever. But it's kind of like if you can't handle that, then I can't. We can't be friends. I'm sorry. But it's just that's the way he is. And a yeah. lot of people, he's a very, very blunt person. Like if something's on his mind, he's going to let you know. Yeah. 
And I think that's... Hey, hey, him and my dad might be good homies. They yeah. Might have to <laughs> For real. <laughs> Daniel's... They, and I think that is good when you have kids because then you let them know that uh, why not be up, blunt, and honest? Yeah. You know, why try to tell people it. what they want to hear? That's not going to get and you And then that'll just keep people away that, that, that shouldn't even be around. You know, if you just yeah. tell them some shit and they can't handle it, like, yeah. all right, bro, get, get out of here. You fucking, yeah. so I don't want my, you around anyway. Yeah, for most definitely. my. But my main advice would be to anyone that's starting a business, uh, use with what you have. Literally use what you have and, and, and don't be afraid to ask. One thing I do hate about a lot of, you know, the younger generation starting a business, I hear so much shade of this person talking about this. Oh, did you see they, they are doing this? They're copying off of you. There's so much room for everybody to do everything. Yeah. Just put your own touch to things. Yeah. Stop paying on them. If they're trying to do this, let them do that. Let them, like, support them. Exactly. And nothing, I don't think, very rarely are you going to do something that's just completely original. Like, you're going to, like you Copy said. Copy something you, and add your twist, add your to, twist it. Yeah. to it. Like, yeah. look at something and be like, oh, I like that. Yeah. I'm, let me add my twist to it. Let yep. me add my unique angle. Yeah. And like, Most yeah. definitely. Because I, I and, and one thing I have done a lot here lately is I've surrounded myself with a lot of business people. Because, yeah. you know, uh if you look at people that are very, very wealthy, you know, they hang around very wealthy people exactly. too. Yep. You know, they're not getting wealthy because they're spending all their bread, you know, with the homies that yeah. are being bums and they're leashing off of you. No, it's you. And I'm not saying stop talking to your friends and start hanging around with high class. you need class. to know when to draw the line. Yeah, if it's like, if you want, Thank you have you a business. Thank you for that, because a lot of people would have interpreted that. I see that a lot. Like, yeah, I see that a lot. Yeah, and if, if like me, I, I got a lot of shade because now I hear, oh, yeah, yeah, they don't think she's all that because she has a business. It's not that I think I'm all that. It's just that I'm on a whole nother level of trying to grind. So if you're not, you're not gonna, gonna help it. me, if you're not gonna help me get to the next level or support what I'm doing, this cool. I'm not gonna Was hit it, you for it. Just get out of my way. Yeah, yeah. Ma said in a that nice too. way. Yeah. If you're you're not gonna benefit me in some way, then I'm gonna cut you off and sorry. But it yeah. just it is what it is. If yeah. you're not gonna benefit me, then we're cool. Like that's it. And that's to it. me, that's it. Like, it drives me up the wall when I see people that want to start a business and... and um, They're still hanging around with the... Uh, they're still doing the same. They haven't made no changes. Like, how do you want to make a change yeah. if you're not uh, investing in yourself? To me, that's very important. Because when I talk about the class that I take, um, they're like, well, you should have supported someone local. Well, who's doing it? Because if someone's doing it local, I'll be the first to sign up. Yeah. You know, sometimes we have to go out of our normal step outside of the box and that's what i had to do i had to go and find this this uh business course in a whole nother state on you know on the west coast but it it has taught me to invest gotta, my time you gotta search for it <laughs> wisely it's like if you want something you're gonna do everything in your power to figure it out how to do it you're not just gonna sit there like there's a lot of youngsters that are starting businesses and they literally copy every single movement of another person and do the same thing. Like, no, you got to be unique. Or they're being somebody they're not. Yeah. And you can kind of tell and sense it. It's like, you're not that person, but you want to please a crowd. Because they see their success. Yeah. And it's like, no, be yourself and pursue what makes you happy. That's it. Yeah. Simple. You know? And it comes out naturally. It's kind of like you said earlier, you know, that if you don't have the sales savviness, like, 
when I do these car shows, there's a tons of vendors and I always support vendors. When I go and do sh- shows myself, I will buy stuff from other vendors, not just to buy because I want to support them, but they carry cool items. And I've caught that a lot of vendors sell um, one or two items that I sell too. same. And what's crazy is that they'll sell their items for five, ten dollars cheaper than mine and can't sell it. And here I am selling it for triple the price and I sell it like crazy. And it's the same thing. And I'm just like, that's crazy. But to me, I've I've been taught to make it an experience. Yes, like the whole experience thing. The, there's this kid, it's Vende Empanadas in Acapulco. And he basically drops the spill. Like he's just, let me, I'm going to show you guys. Yeah, I want to see this <clears> one. Cause can't wait to get the new studio. We can just have a TV and just be on some Jamie. Okay, so. Oh, shit. El, el Empanadas, look, look at it. Vamos a negociar usted y yo como todos unos caballeros que somos. A ver. Le propongo que si la prueba y no le gusta, no paga. Para Ajá. que se pueda regresar a presumir Ay, a su pedo. lugar de residencia que usted ya es un consumidor oficial de las empanadas. Sí. Viéndolo desde esa perspectiva, ¿no cree que podría ser una manera óptima de invertir hacia la economía de los ciudadanos simpáticos que desempeñan un léxico desarrollado para convencer a sus clientes? Wow. Totalmente. Wow. Y entonces, ¿con cuántas docenas quiere que arranquemos, no. joven, para que pueda presumir que ya las... Wow. So he became famous off of, of just selling empanadas in Acapulco okay. see, because that's, he made every sale an experience. So the punchline that he hit the first was a punchline. That's what they sell when you're selling food like that in the streets. Vendor, they tell you, you know, um, that's what I've I've learned um, that you have to have your punchline. You mm-hmm. have this many seconds to introduce the world what you do. Why do I care? And Why what, do I the care? first thing count. that already created value was like, try it out. If you don't like it, you don't pay. You don't pay. You don't pay. I was like, oh, he's confident. So <laughs> yeah. let me try that That's shit. The and yeah. most likely, I'm going to like feel, it. And you're going to feel like a fucking dick if you yeah, don't pay like, him. He's a hustler. Like, even if I didn't like it, I'm going to give him his money because like, bro, s- I respect that shit. I saw somebody talking about him and what they said is that he, he wasn't trying to necessarily sell he makes sure that you like him. He's like, he's very likable. Very likable. The experience he gave you. I think anything that you ever do, you have to make it an experience. Uh, I have a, a prima that makes infused chamoy. Oh. And I got Ooh. some, by the way. If you want to get one, I, I have different flavors. Uh, shout out to her. She has a, a, a company that is called Canny, Canny Honeys. Canna Honeys. It's called, is what it's called. Canna Honeys. And it's chamoy infused. So I went to go visit her uh, in Las Vegas three weeks ago. Follow her, by the way, on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, shout and out, shout out. What's her? Yes, Rachel. Rachel Porras out of uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. I went to go visit her. She had some chamoys on her, on her, you know, on her counter. And I'm, you know, I'm like, what's up with that? What's that? And she's like, oh, it's chamoy. And I'm like, oh, okay. And she's like, it's infused. And I'm like, really? She goes, yeah. I was like, what, did you make it? you buy it or what? And she's like, yeah, I made them. And I'm like, but she didn't, she wasn't like talking about it like with. Confident or like conf- Not confidence or being proud because she made it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when I make food and I know it's bomb, I'm like, guys, this shit's I made bomb. <laughs> like I made this is good. So I couldn't, I felt her energy. She was just like, oh she was, yeah. She wasn't really. Yeah. She was just like, yeah. I mean, they're there. And I'm like, are you selling them? Are you trying? She's like, yeah, I'm trying. And I'm like, okay, bring some uh, beers. Mm-hmm. Bring some beer. I was like, well, you got some beers at home? She goes, yeah. 
So she brought some beers and me and her, you know, her being a bartender, me being a bartender, I'm like, and so I tasted it, you know, put it on the cup, rim, whatever. And I tasted it. I'm like, damn, prima, this is really good. And she's like, you think so? Yeah, I think so. And then I'm like, you know what? Bring me two jars, two mason jars. Bring the jars. All right, cool. So she brings the mason jars. I get them, you know, get them wet, whatever, and I put them in the freezer. She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, we're about to pop this off. And she's like, oh, I don't know. No, no, no. I don't Like, she was so scared, mm-hmm. the fear of starting that new journey that she wanted to start. But it so goes back doubt, to the self-doubt. She went right back and into to... her little cubby. And I'm like, Prima, you're crazy. I'm like, people don't sell this. This is like infused chamoy. Like, you know, being going to a dispensary and seeing what they have. Like, I've never seen infused chamoy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you think so? I'm like, girl, you're tripping. I said, okay. So we got the jars out of the freezer. And we sat right there in my godmother's, uh, you know, kitchen. And um, I was like, let's take a picture. Let's put this together. And we're about to promote the shit out of this. And if... What's going to hurt that it goes high and you sell the crap out of these or you don't get response? I said, you got to be ready for either one. I said, but let's go with good intentions and let's get the ball rolling. I said, girl, you know, you're tripping. You're sleeping on yourself. She's a single mom of two. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I did the whole rim thing, put the chamoy and um, and uh, put the beers, whatever. And she's just like, no, I'm going to hire someone to come take pictures and to make it look. I said, girl, work with what you have. So we went in my, my madrina's backyard, and she has a bunch of agave and aloe veras and all that. We prompt a piece of wood, like a little box, and we put the cups, literally the cups with the chamoy coming down, the beer inside, the little chilito, cut up some lemons, the beer, and the background was aloe vera. Uh. And we took a picture, and uh, Arali, you know, with her iPhone, she angled it, and she took several pictures. That picture blew up. We posted it. I posted it. She posted it. Shared it on her social media, and within three days, that same day that I that I saw her, that um, we took those pictures. I said, "How many do you have?" She's like, "I have I have six, three regular and three three mango." And I'm like, "All right, well, let me hit up some of my friends that I know that, you know, uh, will buy this." Yeah. So I hit them up, and then uh, you know they're card holders or whatever, and so. Uh, they're like, hell yeah. I was all right, we'll uh, send her through Cash App the amount. She charges, you know, $25 for the little tub, and it's a two-combo. You get the chamoy, you get the dry, the little tahin-looking thing yeah, yeah, to go yeah. around for 25 bucks. And so within 30 minutes, those six that she had, I had already sold them from her. And that, like you said, sleep, uh, she was sleeping on herself. She was sleeping on herself. And that happens a lot. Uh, in the gym, one of my homies, he one day he... I lifted some weight and he was like, you don't even know how strong you are, huh? I was like, what do you mean, bro? Like, I'm just, he's like, if you were mean, like, if you were mean, you could hurt somebody. You could just grab them and fucking squeeze the fuck out of them. And I was like, no, I would never do that. You know, he's like, you don't even know your own strength. And I'm like, you doubt "Mm." your own self. Yeah. So, yeah. So from that day, uh, I told her, hey, this was a Friday, Saturday. I was like, I'll be back Saturday by Sunday. Uh, I need another shipment. Yeah. And she sent me another shipment and it sold quick. And she, you know, she sent me a message say, Hey, Prima, thank you so much. I needed that kick in the ass. So for anyone that's starting a business, what you looking for, bro, yeah. your Work phone, you Work with what you got and, and go from there. You know, you're always going to have, uh, hiccups. You're always going to have rocks that you're going to be tripping right. over. Just 
you know, check it off, keep going, keep going. And stay, and always stay behind, behind and your brand. Because invest it's like in yourself. You were saying, you know, there's people that sell the same products that you sell for cheaper, but then they go to you because you built that, you build the product. Like, Vintage Latina is Jarida and, like, what she's been able to build. Like, mm-hmm. I want to buy it. You know, I want to buy it. And it's like the same with us. That's how I feel like people are when they come to the podcast because they see the setup and they also get to experience that. And they're like, damn, this was cool. This was like, yeah. you know, rocking with you guys and supporting you guys. And, like, that, that, that to me is like, wow, like, priceless, you know. So I think that's the whole mission of, of you know, anything you do when, when you start a brand and stuff. And just uh, encouraging people to – know that there's other avenues out there like you don't have to go fucking sell drugs and yeah exactly just get Most creative and, and you can create your brand your product just get creative yeah and exactly. that's the what and that's what i'm doing right now like i'm in the midst of uh working you know i did the whole trademark i looked up my name make sure before i started my business i made sure that that name wasn't taken um and I made sure that I did my trademark. I made sure I registered. I made sure I did everything legit. Like, if you're starting your business, do it legit. Quit. You know, one thing I hate about our our culture is that we try to do everything to save money. To save yep. money. There's nothing wrong with saving money. But do it legally. Do it right. So you can grow. And you end up paying more for it in the end when you're doing it the wrong way. Like, yeah. por tarde. Yeah. yeah or, and there's or, always ways like there's people I was because I don't have money to do this. You know, I started off in my kitchen. I started off doing these little ornaments in my kitchen. That's how yeah. I started Vintage Latina. Then from there, I went to selling in, in, a, in a room because I expanded a little bit more. And then from my room, I started selling out of a table in the out of the back of, you know, the, the adapt towel. like adapt and overcome. That's yeah. the, the big thing. You have to have growth within. You got to set yourself limits like in three months. You need to tell yourself I'm growing like yeah. you have to and then stick to it. Because there's a lot of people that if 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 it involves a lot of work. Uh, yeah it's too much i want to no no one said that you're going to get rich overnight no one said that people that are rich didn't work their asses asses off off. to get there and and i started like i said there now now i'm vending you know i'm a traveling vendor and now i have a website never three years ago i would have never imagined me with the website that I built, you know, the class. And this, it all started off of ornaments. And it all started off with ornaments, you know, old school, you know, vintage looking ornaments. And then from there, it popped up. I remember that year that I did the ornaments. I made $1,000 in three days. $1,000 in three days off of those ornaments. And all I did was make them, share, mm-hmm. and then they shared, and they shared, and they shared, and, they and then boom, snowballed. it blew up. Yeah. And it snow, and then that same money I would get and invest, and then right back, double, right and then back. double, and then double. That's how you got to do Abundance. it, uh, for real, exactly. Um, we've been in here for two hours and Ooh. ten minutes. Time flew like crazy. <laughs> I got one more question for yeah. you. And this is what we ask all of our guests: is uh, if you had to go back five years uh, and tell yourself something, what would it be? <laughs> to embrace every moment. I wasted a lot of my time worrying about stupidity, stupid things that, you know, us, the flesh or the human side would, um, would worry about. To me, it'd be embrace every single moment. That's so important to me because in the business world, time is money. But in the spiritual side, uh, 
time is very precious and we cannot mm-hmm. get reimbursed for that. Right. It's like I should Money comes done and goes. Yeah. Time doesn't. Yeah. That's a, embrace, that's embrace. Embrace. Embrace every single moment, whether it's a person, uh, whether it's an experience, even if it's a bad experience, embrace it. Um, because that bad experience is going to teach you something. And mm-hmm. every time that I go somewhere, like... No se huite, no se huite. Yeah, Confession 101, when I was on my way here, I literally sat there and I started speaking into existence for, for a new path. Let this open a new path for not only you guys, but for me uh, in so many senses because I don't want to be stuck in Oklahoma doing the same thing over and over and over. Like, that bores the crap out of me. I want to experience... Um, travel and have fun with people. it. Yes. Me meeting, networking, yeah, that's people. my favorite thing because yep. I can sit here and talk to you and talk to you, and little did I know that you do all these other things. Yeah. That there's a door opening that could help me out that I could say, hey, you know what? I have a question. Can you guide me? I have a question on this, and then mm-hmm. you can give me your mm-hmm. input on your experiences that's going to help me. Uh-huh. Same thing with you. You know what I'm saying? I make, I try to ask, ask all the time, like, God, let this be an amazing experience. Let me learn from them. Let me embrace the moment and let me learn something new that I can take with me. You know, you know, yeah. that part, let me take it with me so I can use this as a tool for me to grow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So thank you guys so much for having me. I've this, this crazy two hours. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this, yeah, we talked, touched up on every single topic that we wanted to, and I think we made our point across. Um, man, you got something going on, and it's like uh, we do. Thank you very much for the support, and we see what Thank you're you. doing. Uh, where can people find your website? So if you go to vintage latina dot shop dot shop, okay. yeah, vintage latina dot shop, and um, if I do a lot of local, a lot of local pickup and stuff like that, but um, you'll always find me there at a car show, you know, or the website. My website's my baby. The Instagram is Vintage Latina. Okay. Yeah, Vintage Latina on Instagram. So I wasn't taken. It's yes. like uh, and uh, on Snapchat, too. Snapchat is where I put all my new stuff. So if, like, you want, like, the new stuff that I'm about to post, I always post it a the, week before on okay. Snapchat. So you can follow me on Snapchat, too, also Vintage Latina. And, nice. um on Facebook, Vintage Latina. And I want to get involved with the community more. Um, mm-hmm. We do a lot. I do a lot personally. I do a lot of, of community events. Um, I'm also a member of the Vintage Rollers. It's a car club. Mm-hmm. And uh, we came together with one with one mind was to serve our community uh, full force. Like, you know, a lot of car clubs have a car club and it's all about show kicking it kicking mm-hmm. it and it's vintage rollers car and sl- and social club so everybody's like what the hell is social club the social club part about it is getting together like if one of our members cars broke down or whatever we all meet at that person's house we fix it we all work together to get them back on the road and then bam or we'll on host right onto the next one to in you know in our members or we'll host a cookout and we all, you know, try to get together and socialize um, on, on a positive note or help the community mm-hmm. out and get do something positive for the community. Like, I was tired of having rules. Mm-hmm. Car clubs, 
you had to have your car at this standard, this amount. You can only do this, this, and then I was like, this is not what I want a car club. I don't want to be a part of a car club that you doesn't make give difference. back. Yeah. Yes. So I was like, it's just. almost like you got to keep up with the keep up with the Jones type thing in a yeah. lot of car clubs. Like, yeah. And it, my deal was like, no, nah, we we're, we're here to yeah, of course. Have I like that the social. What is it? Social. It's, it's called Vintage uh, Rollers Car and Social Club. Social Club. Because Social Club that goes back to the thing about surrounding yourself with. Uh, People that are on the same page, that's huge. Conversations alone, like, if you're having good conversations, then good things are going to happen, yeah. you know? So. And that's what we do right now. Like, uh, three three of our, our uh, you know, our, of our members, three or four of them, three of them have businesses, and the other three don't. But we are literally encouraging them, like, what do you like to do? Like, yeah. I pick at their brain. What do you guys like to do? <laughs> I'm that annoying guy, too. Whenever uh, yeah, we'd be drinking sure. with the homies and shit, and I'm like, so what do you want to do with your life, bro? Yeah. Like, we don't want to hear that shit right now. <laughs> well, see, I don't, I don't come to see, but if you would come at them at a different angle, don't ask them what they want to do because they don't even know. But yeah. say, hey, what do you like? Like, yeah. what, do you what is wanna, your passion? What, what? what do you love? Like, mm-hmm. all of us has, we are all ordained to there's do something, something you like yeah there's yeah. something inside it's just that you got to dig deeper some take longer to figure it out yeah, some find way it way longer yeah so to me it's kind of like you know i'm i'm kind of like picking at their brain because yeah i'm a, a business owner i'm a small business owner but i want you to rock you know what you want to do i want to rock what you're rocking with yeah because then that's going to make you happier so i want i, I have want all happy my friends. friends to succeed that that saying it's not cheesy. I want, I really want, I, I live for, to see people succeed. Like if you're doing the damn thing and, and your business is going higher, hell yeah. Like I'm going to go and support you. Like don't, don't be an ugly hater. Mm-hmm. Everybody eats. Yeah. Everybody eats. I want exactly. everybody to eat. And that's how I feel with, with people that we surround ourselves with, uh, surround yourself with positive minded people, business. If that you're doing the whole business savvy thing, hang around with those kind of people and, and, and watch yourself grow because if the people you surround yourself with, they're not helping you grow, and you're you're going down, you're in the wrong yeah, crowd. Exactly. Yep. You're not meant. F- they're not meant for you. You got to keep on going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing advice. Uh, one hell of a podcast for I real. Love like, it. Shit. Thank that's you why, so that's much. why we do this. And thank you for the sedge and the gifts. You know, um, we're definitely gonna leave all the information in the description down below. Make sure you check that out. And I also awesome. want to see. Um, who is actually uh, listening and viewing this. So if you watch until the end, which is a hard thing because I find myself victim to it. You know, it's a long podcast. We have busy lives. But if you're watching till the end, comment down below HCP, all caps, HCP, and uh, I'll get with you. So uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much once again. Thank you, guys. And uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.